My name is James Rowlands, and I am a lifelong wrestling fan. In 2015, I started a podcast with my friend, Dan White, reviewing the WWE Network and seeing if it's worth the $9.99 a month. It was. And since then, every month, we watch the latest WWE pay-per-views, NXT, and now 205 Live. Still continuing our journey through the network, watching ECW, WCW, and all its classic content. Until we've watched it all, we are with you, and we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Dan White. And it is episode 101 today, and we're going to go and watch W Payback. And what better way to kick off than with the kickoff? Indeed, but what worse way to start a kickoff than with these pair of twats that are so unrespected they haven't even got a game? No, they haven't. But like you said, Dan, we are going to go straight into the match here on the kickoff as well. We'll talk more about the whole show in a minute when I catch my breath. But we are live. Enzo Big Castle, you not. They've not gone up in your estimations then? No, they couldn't go further down in my estimation. So yes, Dan's favourite part of any paper you show ends up Big Cass on the mic. Of course, telling us that the opponents are soft. But here at Ganderson, and yes, we're going to start off with predictions. Of course, anybody doesn't know, we do Prediction League. So James, prediction-wise, who have you gone for in this match? In this match, I've gone for Enzo and Big Cass. Danny well, gone for. Well, James, I'd love to say that I've gone the same as you. I'm not even going to say it. You've gone for it. You've gone for Enzo Big Cass. Good no, lad. No, sorry, read it. So why have you gone Enzo Big Gash for in this one, Dan? Um, I thought because they're such big loot. No, actually. They're one of your favourite tag teams now, yeah? I thought faces normally win on kickoff, and that's oh. why I've gone for them. Well, we see last Monday on Raw what happened to uh, Enzo More. <laughs> That's quite funny. Getting caught by the magic killer there on the outside. Enzo's not happy tonight. Seeking retribution here on the kickoff. And anybody who's never listened to us before, of course, we watch every single WWE pay-per-view live, as we are doing now. We're in San Jose for the payback pay-per-view. Well, we're not we're in the WNR studios at the moment, actually. So, But we have every, every uh, pay-per-view we do, we do the Prediction League as well. I don't like to talk about scores, but as we start this, I've not lost a pay-per-view yet. I am 4-2 up, Dan, desperately trying to claw this back. But you've got on a raw band recently, haven't you? Uh, yes. Yeah. And, and why is that? I've just not enjoyed watching it. And so I've kind of... Drifted away, and I'm just sticking to the blue brand. Yeah, well, ever since the superstar shake-up, like you say, with the Finn Balor thing, they're not really doing much with him. And, of course, Enzo, big cast featuring so heavily. It's weird, because on SmackDown, I've been a little bit put off by, of course, he should not be named uh, featuring on the program. So we've so. got we've both got good reasons why we do not watch... <laughs> yeah, the, the, other the other person's show, show yeah. Because yeah. I watch every single hour, every single minute of Raw. So I'll tell you, I think that you're not sure about here, Dan, as we see... Uh, Luke Gallows in there, teaming up Carl Anderson. Just uh, Carl Anderson. Carl Anderson, of course, just reaching their first year in the WWE. How do you think Ganderson's first year has been, Dan? Well, they're starting to find their feet. I think you know they had a, they was made a bit of a joke when they first arrived. I was hoping there was going to be. Well, no, when they first arrived, I thought they was going to be good because they joined up with AJ Styles and they started forming the club. And then that kind of split up. Then they was made a joke of, but now they're starting to find their serious feet again, which. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. So the uh, victory film would be good tonight as well, you know, to put away what could maybe considered a comedy tag team and Enzo Big Cass. Enzo might have been worked on, not much of a surprise. The club looking, or Ganson looking in control at the moment. But yeah, we talk about, I mean, keys to victory. What do Enzo Big Cass have to do, Dan, if they want to win and get you a point to start this off? Um, well, Enzo just has to tag in Big Cass, really. And Big Cass just use Enzo as a weapon <laughs> and win the match. What about Ganderson? What would they have to do to win the match? Oh, I think to win, Ganderson just needs, like you say, uh, target Enzo more and make sure he doesn't get that hot tag to Big Cass. But don't you think it would be a good idea to target Big Cass? I mean, I know he's going to be the hard one to take down, but getting a hot tag to Enzo, it wouldn't be very good. I, I, I think, just don't discredit how tough Enzo Mori is, you know. In a street fight, I'll probably back him against enough anybody on that WWE roster, Dan. Oh, so, yeah, you know. I mean, you know, him getting Irish ripped out of the ring and he nearly broke his neck and was out for ages. So, yeah, he's a strong character. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's got a lot of potential, Enzo Mori, like I was saying, single and big cast as well. The two guys going to have a huge future, like I said. That's why we've both gone from to start this show off as well, because we see the potential in them, you know? I just <laughs> hope Mo- Mojo gets his title shot, his well-deserved title shot. Well, see, it happens. Oh! And that sends a more of an offensive move there. Looks like a tornado DDT. Can he tag in the big man? Can Gallows get the tag to Anderson? I think he's managed to make the tag first. Oh! Just getting the tag to Big Cass. No, he didn't no, get he it. he didn't get the tag. And that is great tag teaming by Anderson there. As Enzo's going for the tag. Oh, but he manages to duck Anderson, but Gallo's pulling Big Cass off the ring apron there. Anderson going for the cover. and Oh, Enzo Amore just managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Oh, and Enzo going through, going through Gallo's legs, getting the tag to Big Cass. Oh, and Big Cass comes in and shoulder tackles everyone and clotheslines people. A really good... Basic set of moves there. Goes for the big splash, but Gallows moves out the way. Oh, but gets caught and Big Cass delivering a big slam. Hits his Empire elbow. See, you even know the moves. You know the signature moves of Big Cass as he's coming on fire. Like you say, I can hear the excitement in your voice for Big Cass just knocking around Luke Gallows. And now the big man, what else is he going to do? Just hit a big splash? Yeah, he's been taking a leaf out of Mojo's book. (laughs) Going to hit a third big splash. No. Oh, Anderson there to save Gallows from the trivector of big splashes. Oh. Delivers a super kick and Enzo manages to tag himself in. I'm not sure how with it he is, though. No, well, he just (laughs) paid for it then. He's even less with it now. Anderson has kicked him off the ring apron straight into the barricade. A big cast checking on his man. But why would Enzo even try and get a tag in? As now this is just great tag team and Gallows knocking big cast down. And now Anderson throwing in Enzo. I think if oh no, they're going to look for their tag finisher, this will be all over and done with. So Magic Killer. Here we go. Magic Killer time to Enzo. Oh, but big Cassin to save the day with a big boot. Oh, and Enzo rolls up. Gallows for the victory. And big Cass and Enzo get it down. <laughs> <laughs> How happy are I'm more happy to get the point than to see these pair of twats win. I mean... Enzo's so shitty, I don't even think he has a finisher. Can you tell me Enzo's finisher? Have you ever seen Enzo's finisher? No, I haven't, but he didn't need that. He needed his wrestling excellence there to roll up Gallows and get the pin. And now Big Cass and Enzo are going to be a force to be reckoned with here on the Raw Tag Team Division. 
and we will see the tag team titles defended late tonight. Dan, out of every match we're going to see in the main card, what are you most excited for? I'm quite looking forward to the Hardys versus Shizaro. Yes, Dan. So we see the Hardys backstage with um, Golden Truth. Yes, and you know, as I was saying, I am quite looking forward to the Hardys versus Sheamus and Cesaro, and also Neville versus Aries. I think that's going to be a very good matchup. As long as it gets given a little bit of time yes. as well, I think that'll be very good. And no, I can't forget the Autumn White match. Yes. You know, the House of Horrors, that's going to be a very interesting type of situation. Yes, but what is a House of Horrors? I mean, have you got any ideas, well, Dan? Well, we was discussing a few theories of what it yes, could be. Yes. Investigating, um, as it was, because we are experts in our field. We are indeed, yes. And, you know, I was thinking it could have been staged outside of the arena, you know, or backstage in the arena in a mansion-type setting, yes. i.e. being House of Horrors, with, you know, a few Bray Wyatt-esque things dotted about. Yes, well, no, I, I thought of a cage match, you know, just having yeah. weird, uh, weird weapons hanging around. <laughs> And but then that would be like the Ambrose Jericho. Yeah, match. that's exactly what I had in mind. And then you just have the screen would be constantly on during the, like you know the maggots in the ring that would just be on throughout the whole match. So it'd be really off putting and make you feel you know what I mean. The vision, yeah. but or like you said, maybe a bit of both. You know, have a little bit of cutaway and and then bring it into the arena. But I'm I'm sure, and and this is official. You know, WWE have no clue what it was anyway. You know, so. They, they asked yeah. people what they wanted it to be. So, you know, no, there's no cage match above it either, is there? So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do here tonight. Of course, we should say Renee Young is on the kickoff panel and hosting duties alongside Jonah King Lawyer and, of course, Sam Johnson, Jackson, Sam someone. And, of course, we've got Charlie Caruso with Seamus and Cesaro on the, uh, the kickoff backstage as well. Uh, yeah, we should say as well, we we announced on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, the Royal Bad Blood pay-per-view. They changed the names now, and Dan, what's the new name of the July pay-per-view? Great Balls of Fire! Do I get a bonus point if I can guess what the theme tune to it is? Oh, no. What, what, what would be the theme <laughs> Oh, right, yeah. Well, they said it will be Brock Lesnar's first defence of the Universal Championship. But, correct... <laughs> <laughs> And that, boys and girls, is why I have a microphone that screws on. So it can't fall off. Yeah, and as I was saying, correct me if, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but hasn't um, Brock Lesnar not defended his title within the allowed limit of defending your title? Because I thought that's what Jericho had to do. He had to yes. defend his title, and there was a bit of you are right, Pete. Get given 30 days to defend. And yes, but let's have done it. But of course, they've changed the rules now for him, haven't they? So, ah, right. yeah. But it will be interesting to see what they do with it. What match are you most looking forward to? Oh, thanks for asking, Dan. Uh, well, i tell you what match I'm really looking forward to. And that is Strowman versus Reigns. Because we've seen the build-up, you know, the past, uh, three, past three weeks on Raw, Dan. Three weeks ago, you had Strowman tipping Roman Reigns over in an ambulance. Two weeks ago, you had him suplexing Big Show. Then last week, you had Kalisto throwing him into the dumpster off the stage. So, he's been on a roll. And, of course, Roman Reigns, well, we know how good Reigns is. So, I think it's going to be a really, you know, good, hard-hitting affair. Orton Work, of course, I'm interested in as well. And Bailey and Bliss, not sure which way it's going to go. That'll be an interesting match-up. Of course, we know my history with Bailey anyway, so... So, the only match we wasn't really looking forward to was the Cunts versus Ganderson. Yeah. 
Joe Rollins. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah that'd Rollins. be quite interesting as well. So, yeah, oh, I should note as well, a bit of news. Uh, we announced at the uh, World of Sport we're going to do some television tapings with uh, Impact Wrestling, and now they've announced that they put the tapings on hold. Whether that's anything to do with WWE Networks having a new UK programme and all that, we just don't know, but we'll, we'll see as we go forward. Of course, The Miz now out here. Yes, here comes Finn Balor for me. He's one of the brightest superstars here today. Of course, the first ever Universal Champion. Not really wrestled much in WWE, though, has he? Not a lot, no. Are you going off Finn Balor? No, I'm not going off Finn Balor. I'm just saying, you know, he's not really wrestled much. You know, he won the Universal title, spent a long time out injured. And now, you know, he's just bringing his way back in. I, you know, I'd, I'd love to see more of him. But this has been the real problem, Dan, with Finn Balor not done anything with him. The same with the Miz and, of course, Dean Ambrose as well. Would they have got a better opportunity on SmackDown? I mean, you know, the Miz has just come from SmackDown, yeah. so can't really count him. Dean but, Ambrose has just come from SmackDown. And, and the way SmackDown used Miz and Ambrose would be far better than they have a Raw, but you've got to give Raw some time, haven't you, you know? Finn Balor coming back as well. They've got the talent. They've got all the talent the, the world Raw has, but you need the writers to get it right. As well, and of course, prediction-wise, who have you gone for in this one? <laughs> uh, I've gone for Finn Balor kicking the Miz in the teeth. Yes, yeah, so I've gone for that as well after maybe Maurice Slap as well, Bo's pocket. Miz is doing the only thing he can do in a wrestling ring, and that is talk. Yeah, but at least he's a great talker, like you say. <laughs> you can tell now that they haven't made special upside-down microphones for him. They've just turned the whole thing upside down because the network is Miz, upside down at the top. Miz always does that with his mics. Yeah, I know he does that, but I, <laughs> I thought that it could have been specially made. Oh, yeah, but... But, no, it's just a normal one turned upside down. But that's what Miz always does, so, you know, that's... Yeah, but even fucking yeah, yeah. Enzo and Big Cass have their own microphones with their stupid fucking covers. I'm not that I agree with it, no. but... You know what I mean? They couldn't go out of their way and just make a proper one for the Miz. No, uh, but when he was WWE champion, of course, he did have his custom-made WWE title belt. No, he? he just had it turned up. <laughs> <right down. laughs> no! <laughs> John Cena's custom belt that they was using anyway. The Look, ex -spin John belt Cena, spinning. John Cena's gone away to Hollywood and his replacement, the Miz, is in the <laughs> ring at the moment, okay? And he's talking to Finn Balor. Give the man some respect and credit, okay? No. How many times has Miz won the Universal Championship? How many times has Finn Balor won the WWE title? Or the Intercontinental Championship? Or the United States title? Or the tag team title? Well, he's not or Money in the Bank? In lesser. Sorry, oh, lesser? Lesser titles, he just wants the Universal one. Which hasn't been defended, what, since WrestleMania, won't be defended until July? Well, that's Brock's Great balls of fire, Dan! Brock. Just because the Miz couldn't beat Brock Lesnar doesn't mean to say Finn Balor can't. I've told you, Miz beats Lesnar, best result ever. Oh. So the Miz is joining the uh, Finn Balor. I just, what? You just kicked my Finn ass. Finn Balor kicked his ass, club. Oh, that's it, Maurice. Fuck him up, Maurice. Oh, Maurice. what a real man. She's going to slap him. Come on, Maurice. Oh, no. Switchblade on the Miz. The Miz would hurt Balor, and Balor has to sneak tack. The Miz and ruined his fantastic Is that show. after the Miz threw his girlfriend in the way to protect himself like a real man? Well, this is an attack. And Finn Balor just drop kicks the Miz in the corner. Two moves and the Miz is in trouble. Well, when you tap someone from behind, Dan, that is what happens, you know? <laughs> he just falls out the ring. <laughs> well, the Miz will live to fight another day. Finn Balor might start saying that. 
he will not be able to finish there with a miss. What have you thought of kickoff? What do you think of the first match, Dan? I thought it was shit. Yeah. The fucking, the way it finished, just, yeah, made Ganderson look really weak. Yes, unfortunately Ganderson lost. What do you think of Miz TV there with Finn Balor on it? Well, you know, it was, it was just an episode of Miz TV, isn't it? It's, it ends, as it always does, with the Miz getting his arse kicked. Yes, uh, but we move on now. Next time you hear us, we will be there for the payback live show. So let's go to the promo. Kevin Owens took Jericho's title and brought about the demise of Y2J. Randy Orton is champion! He's taken away everything Brent White holds dear. Strowman attacking Reigns. The monster among men wants to end the Roman Empire. It's payback time! We were both a goodness. live with WWE Payback 2017. James, what do you think of the promo? Well, it's all about payback, isn't it? We are coming out of WrestleMania. We've come up with the high, and now we've got the start of a new season, as it were. And we've seen all the rivalries heading into this. You know, there's been a, a lot of build-up. We've seen Braun Strowman's amazing feats of strength, you know. What he's done with Reigns. Will Reigns get retribution tonight? Speaking of that, former Shield member as well, Seth Rollins, trying to retaliate and redeem himself against Samoa Joe with the injury sustained all the way back in January. So I think payback tonight will end a couple of things. A few feuds will end, and we'll see the beginning of some as well. Of course, it's Raw's only, Raw only pay-per-view here. As we start, like we say, the new <coughs> season, Dan. Randy Orton. What? He's not Raw. No, Randy Orton is not Raw. Do you think that would be the main event? It should be. Yeah, well, I don't know. Well, Reigns Showman, I, I, that might be main event. I, it depends what they do, because if it's like a backstage thing or like in a, in a weird house type situation, 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 then they could have it midway through the card, couldn't they? And then that would be it split well, if up. if it's off-site, oh, it's WWE payback. Yeah. If it's off-site, they could do that and then 
make their way to the arena. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But I think we'll start... I'm going to go for Joe versus Rollins. <laughs> I'm going to go for Owens versus Jericho. So, yes, the first match of the night is Chris Jericho versus Kevin Owens for the United States Championship. And Jericho got a fantastic response here in San Jose. And like we say, we predict the outcome of each match and then the winner, the overall points ranking, gets a pay-per-view point. And Dan, in this one, who have you gone for? I have gone for... Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, and you can see me as well. Kevin Owens there. Uh, it's just, oh, I think it's quite an easy one to start off with, but why have you gone Kevin Owens for? Because uh, Jericho's leaving very soon. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't help if he didn't announce Fozzie's new singles coming out soon, and he's starting his uh, his tour of the UK and other places as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, but what have you, um, as we see Booker T, Mark Cole, Corey Graves, and commentaries we talk about, of course, me and Dan here on commentary. But what have you thought of the, the, the feud between Jericho and Kevin Owens? Well, you know, it, it's the feud has probably been as long as their friendship now. <laughs> you know, they was best of friends and then they had their big falling out, WrestleMania. And then, like, you know, the title changed hands and Jericho's... Is this his rematch? Oh, yeah, this is his rematch clause here. Of course, if Jericho does beat Kevin Owens... He will now be SmackDown's newest superstar with the United States title. Kevin Owens will go back to Monday Night Raw. But like you say, go back to Fastlane where you could say Jericho cost Kevin Owens the universal title against Goldberg. But we are now seeing a kind of new Kevin Owens character as well on SmackDown. Kevin Owens, the face of America. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we should discredit you talk about Randy Orton. Kevin Owens, of course, is not a Raw superstar as well. Oh, yes. Yes. So you've been watching a lot of SmackDown, but you explained to me what I was basically doing, being a new face of America, dressing up a lot in a suit. Why has he been dressing up in a suit? Well, apparently Mr. McMahon is annoyed that he's not been working out enough in the gym. He hasn't still got that WWE superstar look. And he wants him to not only wear suits out of matches, he then wants to start make him start wearing it in matches as well because he's just upset about the way his body looks and Kevin Owens... Clean shaven as he was, and been great on talking smack recently. But he's here tonight. But uh, yeah, like you say, I don't think Jericho could do a lot. But what did Jer- What would Jericho have to do if he wanted to win this stand? We talk about keys to victory. I don't know. He'd just have to get inside Kevin Owens' head and try and you know do a a Jericho style of finish. You know, Jericho is the man that beat the Rock and Austin on the same night. Yes. So uh, you know he's got what it takes. Yeah. Well, yes, but uh, the first ever. Unified champion. I'll take your point. Tag me in. Yes, because Chris Jericho, like we say, the veteran is the uh, as he is, has been there, done that. He's had big feuds before for big championship matches. So this is nothing new for him. Yes, it is personal with him, Kevin Owens. But like you say, their friendship, if Jericho knows anybody, it, if, he, you know, if, he, if he knows their style more than anybody on the roster, it would be Kevin Owens as well because, of course, the team they had. But with Kevin Owens, what would he do then in this match if he wanted to get the victory? I think Kevin Owens needs to... Get back into his prize fighter mentality and just, you know, the United States Championship is his prize. He is the face of America. So, you know, him and the title should go hand in hand. Yeah. And like I say, and with Kevin Owens, the style he's got as well, he can beat baby faces clean and it'd be acceptable. You know, he doesn't need to be that kind of, he can cheat, don't get me wrong about it, but then he'd be cowardly. You know, it could be different from the Miz as it was because we know Owens, like you say, when he was in NXT and when he first started as prize fighter, but they are changing him slowly. We see what it's like, you know, see Owens evolving as well. We talk about someone who's evolved over the years, Chris Jericho. 
you know, the more the change, the more the stay the same as it was, wasn't it? <laughs> but, yeah, you know, he's Jericho. I don't think he's changed a lot throughout his career. You know, he's modernised it, he's updated it as every wrestler that's come through, you know. And in the early going, Chris Jericho's been a top on this. Kevin Owens trying to use, like we say, the heelish way of getting out of the ring. Jericho caught him there off the top rope. Beautiful back elbow. Now he's got him in the corner. Irish rip attempt. Jericho managing to get the foot up. Lovely running bulldog. I mean, Jericho's going to try and finish this early. Yeah. Going for the line salt. He's trying to get fans into it as well as he goes for his move. But Owens. Oh, Owens rolling out the way. He's had it very well scouted, you know. We've said that Jericho knows Owens, but Owens knows Jericho just as well. And he proves the point twice there. Because he goes to the apron. Looks like Jericho's going to springboard drop kick. He hits him against the ring post. And now on the outside. Throws him into the barricade. Oh, he's going to go for the can. Oh. And uh, yes, in the early going, it looks like Owens really dealt a pretty devastating blow there on Jericho. It doesn't matter him getting the count out of victory either because he, of course, it doesn't matter him getting the count out of victory because he still remains the US champion. What do you think of the WrestleMania match? Well, like I say, I think it was second on, wasn't it, after AJ Styles and the main show. At that point, I wasn't really happy, but I've gone back and rewatched it since. I don't think it's a bad match. I think probably Jericho, though, he thinks he's having a great match, uh, but instead it's just a, quite a good match, you know? And I think if 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 just they took it a little bit further, maybe, it could have been great. And hopefully in this one, like you say, they should get a little bit more match time as well in every single match we're going to have tonight, especially in this one, as Owen's now looking to slow the pace down. He's got a nice side headlock on Jericho. And the fans trying to get Jericho back in it. Of course, Owens is already on the list. Jericho trying to fight out, but Owens. Ooh. Well, swinging net breaker there, using his knee to full advantage. And goes for the cover, but only a two. Two. Can't get him down there. And he goes right back to that side headlock. Is that the blood flow already being restricted by Jericho? Because it looks like Jericho's face would have gone a shade of purple there, Dan. It does indeed. He's in the oxygen to Jericho's heed. He is. But we talk about predictions as well. Do you think we've gone similar tonight or do you think we've gone different? Like, say, you're on a raw ban. What are your chances here tonight? Um, well, you know, even though I've I've not looked into this, you know, I don't know too much about the backstories of the matches coming into it. And to know that the first two we've gone the same on. So, you know, I can't be doing too bad to start off with. No, and Jericho there getting a roll up on Owens, but can't keep it down for long as Owens responds with a clothesline, going for the cover, but Jericho get the shoulder up. Just as the referee was checking on Jericho, Owens stomps on the back of his head. That's a vicious kick. We know about concussions in the sport, but it looks like Owens doesn't care. Because former friends. But you were saying that Kevin Owens made it on the list of Jericho. Jericho was the first and only name on the list of Owens. Damn, not much to say in the early going of this, is there? No, you know, Owens has just been wearing Chris Jericho down, <laughs> yeah, as you said correctly. Yeah. He's had that side headlock on for a majority of the match. You know, uh, just because they've got a longer time in the match doesn't need to doesn't mean they need to stay in the same move well, for the whole of the match. This is my problem. This is what we're going to talk about, what happened at WrestleMania, what happens now. There should be a difference. I don't know if you agree with me, Dan. Usually don't. There should be a difference between a Raw match and a pay-per-view match, yeah? So, on Raw, you can have the sleepers if you want. You need it sometimes, you know, for the adverts and whatnot. That's fine. But I think on a pay-per-view, you want to see two guys just going for it, don't you, you know? Uh, most definitely, yes. And 
especially if you're starting off the main show, you want to try and keep viewers enticed. But, you know, to watch a 15, 20-minute match to have 10, 15 minutes worth of side headlocks in is a bit pointless, and you're going to want to switch off and find something else well, to watch. Exactly. You're going to just wait until it, you know, finishes, and then you just fast-forward for all this bit. But the thing as well, especially with the feud meaning so much for these two, you know, these two men hate each other now. So you want to see a little bit more aggression. Oh, when he manages to get a bit of separation, Kevin... Kevin Owens running towards Jericho who's in the corner and Jericho raising the foot going for an Irish rip throws Owens into the corner but as Jericho goes to follow up Owens moves out the way and Jericho ends up on the outside yeah it looks like Owens is one step ahead of Chris Jericho tonight as he taunts the crowd he's taunting the crowd for what 10 minutes worth of side headlocks you fat cunt <laughs> of course the longest reigning universal champion in history, the title that means so much to you. How you know? I mean, what I'm not surprised if he spent all his matches inside headlocks. <laughs> well, Owens doesn't care about being counted out. As referee's up to ten, seven, back body drop or seven. Owens right, lowered his head. Jericho with a really well scouted kick to the face. Tries to get the upper hand, but Owens is coming back into it. Tries throwing Jericho out, but he lands on the apron, goes up top, and a double axe handle off the top, planting Owens. No, Owens' mistake there was arguing with referee and turning his back on Chris Jericho. Like you say, Jericho now. Oh, could he have him up in the walls of Jericho? Has he worked on Owens enough? No. That's a leg strength of Owens managing to chuck Oh, but a step up in Seguri puts Owens back down. Could this be the match winner? Here we go. Oh, no. Owens managing to kick out. Oh. And finally, Jericho, for the first time, what seems like minutes, on top in this match. Can he capitalise on it here? Jericho now backing Owens up in a corner. Half a dozen knife-edge chops there to the chest of Owens. Surprised he hasn't cut the man open. Oh, Owens got that protective T-shirt. Jericho, Irish Ripper, Owens. Owens, no, responds with a super kick. Going for the cover, Jericho. Oh! Manages to kick out. Oh. And now Jericho, oh, he's going to go for it. Oh, goes for the code breaker, but Owens catches Jericho. Oh, back elbow, Owens is planted. Lion salt, oh, but Owens gets his knees up just in time. Well, the lion sleeps tonight. Now Jericho's gone into the corner. Perfect place for a cannonball. Hits it. Goes for the cover. One, two. Jericho managing to get his shoulder up at two. Two. Owens can't believe it. And let's hope that this night is not like this. Let's hope business picks up. Jericho now in all sorts of trouble. He started to look as if he's... He looked as if he was starting to get the upper hand on Owens. But Owens, just like that, turns the momentum back in his favour. Yeah, big move now. Is he going to look to finish this? With a pop-up pop up powerbomb. Oh! oh, but Jericho rolls through. And he rolls Owens tries yeah. rolling him up. But Jericho again carries on rolling through. Catches his legs. Can he get the balls of Jericho locked in this time? I don't know if he can or not. Oh! Manages to get the turn. Owens is flat on his belly. Owens oh, got nowhere to go now. Jericho's got ring. And the crowd's chanting, tap. Ask him, ref. Ask him. Owens oh, trying to hang on with think he's got. And oh. Gets one finger on the bottom rope. Just like WrestleMania. When he did that after the code break. Or Jericho said, no quick, that finger off. Oh! oh. And true to his word, he stamps on Owens' finger as it was wrapped around the bottom rope. And what an assault that is by Chris Jericho. And now Owens oh. trying to go to the outside for some respite. But Jericho follows him out and just throws his hand onto the top step twice. 
I know he's got it trapped behind. Oh, this could be very bad for Owens. <laughs> it could be very bad between big posts oh. and steps. Oh. That could have easily broke the hand of Kevin Owens there and Jericho loving it at the moment. He is indeed, yes, but breaking someone's fingers, it won't win you a match, will it? It won't win you a match, but it make you happy about losing, I suppose, at WrestleMania. Well, you know, this match has certainly started to pick up. You can see the personal feud in it coming through on his promise of breaking Owens' fingers. He is, but Owens there with the referee distracted, pokes to the eyes, rolls him up. Oh, can't get him down, though. Owens can't believe that Jericho would kick out. Uh. And now Owens with a super kick, backing Jericho up. Jericho going to go for the pop-up powerbomb here. Oh, no. Oh, no. Owens can't lift Jericho up for the pop-up powerbomb because of his damaged hand. So he can not win a match. And now Jericho's got him in the walls. <laughs> got him in the walls in the middle of the ring again. Owens too far and with that hurt hand, can't reach it. Look, he can't extend the hand down, you see? You see the psychology in that? Owens taps. Jericho wins. <laughs> Dan, what do you think? Didn't see that one coming. Well, a new United States champion, Chris Jericho. Quite unbelievably, Owens couldn't reach the rope because he hurt that hand and he has to tap out to the walls. Dan, what do you think of the match? Well, you know, it started off really slow, but the last five minutes certainly picked up. You know, you started to feel it was a more of a personal rivalry as the fingers and the hand come into play. And as I said before, I take back it all completely that you can win a match by breaking someone's hand. Yeah, and that was Jericho's plan all along. Owens couldn't get there. So, like I say, had no choice. But what a surprise, Kevin Owens tapping out. Like I say, Jericho is going to go away, but it's not going to happen tonight as Jericho goes. And there were maybe rumours that Jericho would retain due to disqualification. Or something like this, but not by submission. And Owens loses, so neither of us get the point. So we are just on one each. And hopefully that's not a sign of things to come here tonight. We've said this before. I mean, if WWE cut out their adverts, I mean, I understand you've got to have adverts. You know what I mean? I understand you've got to have promos and stuff like this. But if they did cut it out of the pay for you per se... Yeah, but you're saying adverts and promos, but we're watching this on the network and they're promoting the network. So it's kind of like... Why? Yeah, but because if someone has just got the free subscription, maybe signed up for the free thirty days. Well, they'd have had to put their <laughs> bank details in, I'm sure. And yeah, I'm sure, but they wouldn't know what else. Maybe they think, "Oh, I get this pay for you," but but what else do I get with the uh, the WWE Network? You get programs like Two Hundred Five Live, Dan, of course. And with Two Hundred Five Live, we have the champion, the cruiserweight champion Neville, and he's going to be in action. Well, it looks like he's going to come out. Right now against Austin Aries for the Cruiserweight title as Aries makes his way to the ring. Is this a match you're looking forward to, Dan? Well, is is this a match you're looking forward to, isn't it? It is, yes. You know, because I'm sure that these two guys are going to utilise all the time that they've got very wisely. Going into this match, of course, Austin Aries been one of the slight favourites going in with uh, saying that maybe it's his time to win the championship. So, Dan, you got the question. James, who have you gone for in this cruiserweight match? I, of course, have gone for Neville in Neville. this one. Dan, who have you gone for? I have gone for A-double. Austin Aries has come out and the king of the cruiserweights has arrived, cruiserweight champion. So, James, why have you gone for Neville? I don't think it's Neville's time to lose the championship just yet, especially with the new pairing of TJ Perkins, you know, and him 
I think that's a storyline that's gradually going to grow into something. I don't see we, we don't see TJP at the moment when Neville's entrance, but a role to play here tonight. Why have you gone for Austin Aries for? Um, I think it's due a change, you know, um, and Neville uh, and Austin Aries, the way they've been branding him, the way they've been promoting him, you know, I just think he should win it. Yeah, well, a babyface needs to win eventually, don't they? You yeah. know, and especially in a feud. Like Neville. But then again, the placing of this on the card now, after we've just seen the United States title change hands, will we see another championship change hands so quickly? You know, we haven't got a cause as I see cards at the moment, but we'll see what happens. I mean, Aries, like I say, building up to this legitimate threat to Neville. And if anybody gets a job done, Austin Aries can. And I think they had a good kickoff match as well. Uh, at WrestleMania, I think, between the two. And it's nice to actually see it on pay-per-view now, isn't it? You know? Yeah. To get, you know, the place that I think they so rightfully deserve. Yeah, because we've been enjoying Toy 5, as we always do on the WNR podcast. Absolutely loving it. Yeah. For anybody who's only list views, of course, we do NXT every week. We do Toy 5 every week, and we're going to do the WWE, the new UK show, show that's going to be on there as well. Of course, Tyler Bate and other wrestlers represent, you know, Aries and Neville circle each other. So, Dan, what does Austin Aries have to do if he wants to beat Neville to be Cruiserweight Champion? Um, I don't. I think he needs to not be intimidated by Neville and what he's brought to the cruiserweight division. You know, because Neville, he's been on a very good run. He's mown through every opponent that he's had, and you know, I think Aries needs to take that out of his mind. We know what Aries has done in the past. You know, for the promotion that shall not be named. You know, he did <laughs> performer in that company, and hopefully, he can replicate what he's done there to the cruiserweight division. Yeah, most definitely I agree with you there. As we said in the early going, Austin Aries, like you say, showing Neville what he can do with the deep arm drags as well. But I think these two match up quite well, you know, similar in height as well. I think Neville's got a little bit more muscle mass, but of course with Aries, it makes up with experience, doesn't he? You know, because he's been doing it a little bit longer than Neville. But Neville, even though he's still young, has had a lot of experience as well on the independent scene. I think with Neville, he's just got to keep doing what he does, you know. He's been so, he's been undefeated since returning at the end of last year. Is it his time here tonight? I don't know. Hopefully, it'll be a younger challenger for him, you know. Yeah, but, you know, also in that same breath, you could say, would Austin Aries bring something different to the championship? Yeah, he, he most definitely would, yeah. Especially J Perkins being up in Neville's ranks. He can't really face his friend Neville for the title. So, you know, maybe... This might open the door for TJP to come in and face Austin Aries. Yeah, but it's also a way for Neville to be able to attain, even if he's in a little bit of trouble, thanks to his friend. Like I so say, I know TJP's not out here, and he, he like I say, might not even play a part in this match for him. But I got back Neville, you know. He, he's done so well since coming back. He's been impressed me a lot. I do like Aries, but I don't think he'd be that hurt by defeat. I think with Neville, you're still trying to build him up as well. As Neville getting a little bit frustrated, it seems, in the early going here. Oh, look at Austin Aries just taking a break. He's talking about mind games. He's trying to get ahead of Neville. And he tried to again with a big boot to the face. See, I think this already has been more exciting than the Owens-Jericho match. But the fans, <laughs> as if they don't appreciate it. But do you think it gives it a disadvantage? As we see Austin Aries hit a couple of fantastic moves. Oh, a helo into the ring and then hopping over the top rope to take Neville out. Beautiful, throwing it back in. Look. Do you think the look of it as well makes it different so the fans maybe don't accept it as much? Because it says cruise rate, the purple. If it was just a he had and there was no difference in it, 
Do you, do you know what I mean? Do you think that would maybe make the fans think, oh, it's just part of the show? Yeah. Right now they think, well, this could just be being taped for the Cruiserweight division. On yeah. Or, or silly or, yeah. during the middle of a pay-per-view, but... This is something we don't really need to pay attention to. It's like having a Divas match, you know what I mean? Or when the when the purple thing happens. Yeah, you but know, what if like, like the ropes went pink when it was Divas? <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, I don't... <laughs> yeah, they should do that. It's Liberal Month or whatever it is, you know what I mean? Women's Rights Day. And if Darren Young comes in the ring, they can have the rainbow ring ropes. Exactly, yeah. They're going to try and bring him back as a heel. But Austin Aries throws Neville back in the ring now, and he's really in control of this match. Well, he goes, goes up top, try and finish Neville off, but Neville... Drop kicks the top rope and oh! touches Austin Aries on the top. Fucking oh. hell. Yeah, landing there with Aries as well. Looked like he broke his neck. Oh, Neville now is just going to slow the pace down, as we've seen him do recent times. Just work his way on Aries. And a huge Irish whip to the turnbuckle as well. Full whiplash effect. And like you say, the crowd, people getting their drinks, you know what I mean? Going to get some popcorn. As we see, I don't know how many times this is now, maybe the fifth time. The dreaded side headlock, Dan. That looks like Aries already trying to fight out of it. And Austin Aries got eyes. He banged his head. I think he really knows where he is. Is Neville now stalking him? Oh, Neville goes up top and a lovely seated drop kick there. Takes Aries out. Goes for the cover. Oh, but only hits a two. Two. And Neville knocking Aries down and now talking to the crowd. But as you saw in the Kevin Owens Chris Jericho match, you shouldn't take your eye off the opponent. Neville doesn't care. He's in complete control. He's the king of the cruiserweight stand. He's my man in this. And Oh, and Neville taunting the crowd. And Aries coming up from behind him with a lovely drop kick, trying to shake some life back into himself. He's either that or he's having an epileptic fit. We don't know. Referee seems okay with it. And Aries finding his inner ultimate warrior there. Neville eliminated from the Royal Rumble. And Neville back on the apron. And now these two having a slugfest here. Oh, wow, this can end horribly for one man. And as I say, that Austin Aries runs and just pounds Neville's head off the top turnbuckle, tries to suplex him in the ring, but Neville with the backslide. Oh, Neville. Follows up with a big knee to the midsection. Yeah, Neville knew what he was doing there. The big knee, now he's going to go running on Aries. Oh, but Aries hits him with a lovely crossbody. Momentum's changing in this, and Aries with a big, big slap. Yeah, huge slaps and shots, but Neville seems to like it. Oh, Oh, my God, gets caught in a very innovative move there. Gets caught in a very nice move there by Aries, a backbreaker, and then it hits a big elbow as well. Gain of momentum. Oh, Neville in the corner gets hit with a big uppercut. Well, at WrestleMania, Aries came to Neville. Can he do go one better here tonight? A payback as he jumps off the second rope with a back elbow. Going for the pin. Ooh. Neville managing to kick out. Uh. And now Aries trying to work that arm, maybe trying to get Neville to submit, maybe working to suplex him. But Neville's got power in his own right. I think maybe a little bit more powerful than Aries. I don't know what you think, Dan. Uh, yeah, I think Neville's slightly power, slightly more powerful. But I think Aries is a bit more intelligent than Neville. So yeah. hopefully his intelligence will come into play and help him. And Aries putting Neville now on the well to go to the apron, and he's setting him up on that second rope. Oh, a lovely swinging neckbreaker there and hangs Neville up in the second rope and delivers a neckbreaker. Suicide dive and <laughs> just plants Neville against the barricade. Oh, my God. Neville flung back. And Aries now realising he has to get him back in the ring to win the championship. 
Well, would this be Austin Aries' last chancery at the title? Oh, it might be, but Neville managed to kick out. Uh. I think, yes, if Austin Aries was to lose this, he would have to go to the back of the line. But Aries maybe then could go back to NXT as well. Don't forget, they need some talent as well, and Aries would do well there. Aries would. Aries would do well there. But in this match right now, he's trying to put Neville away. The king of the cruiserweights, the undefeated king. And Lance Charles, uh, and he is going for that submission down after the knees. Neville knows this, though. He gets back to his feet. Oh, and a jawbreaker there to get a bit of separation. It doesn't have to be pretty, but it's effective. Exactly, and Aries responding there with a huge right hand, knocking Neville to his feet. Got the elbow exposed. Is it roaring elbow time? Oh, but Neville responds with a spinning heel kick to the midsection and follows it up with a kick to the chin. Oh, goes for a drop kick, but Aries managing to duck it out of the way. Oh, and now works on the knee. Oh, and then flips him over for a lovely suplex. Oh, turns him inside out, and now Aries. Oh, good bit of momentum going for Aries now as he plants Neville with the big elbow in the corner. Goes up top. Well, we know what he likes to go for up here. It's a big 450 splash, and he hits it. You think maybe we'll have a new cruiserweight champion? Oh, but he saw Neville get into his feet, so wisely stepped down off the top a bit. Oh, and Aries really letting Neville come into him now off the top. Oh, plants him with a sunset flip suplex. Oh, and now Lance Chancery in He's... the middle of the ring. Neville struggling. Don't tap, tap out, Neville. Tap. Don't. Tap. Get to the ropes. Tap. Oh, he grabs the referee to stop him from tapping. And again. Oh, don't. No. Oh. DQ. Aries wins. Oh, no. Yes. Yes, Dan, you do get the point for disqualification. Come on, Kurt Angle should come out and say five more minutes. Well, there we go. Neville gets the championship, but Dan, you get the point. Austin Aries does win by disqualification. So there we go. Two on up, Dan. Feels really weird being up this. Being up on this. Being ahead. Wow. Yeah, still the cruiserweight champion. That's the main thing. Neville... Gets out of there, but he was in serious trouble. Like I said, I had to use the referee to get the easy way out. Fans this, not happy. Does this leave it open, though, for Aries to have a, another oh, shot at the does, title? Yeah. Aries not happy. The fans not happy. I'm not happy. The only person happy out of all of this is you, Dan. I am indeed, yes. <laughs> so, with the tag team titles, we've got championship matches coming at the Wazoo. That's third title match in a row. Tag team titles, Shane with Cesaro. It's a match again. You're looking forward to this one, Dad, aren't you? Yeah, you know, it is, it's always great to see our favourite tag team, our number one voted tag team in action again, you know, and especially after returning in such surprise fashion. Do you think Seamus and Cesaro are a good team, the Hardy boys? Well, they've certainly got it. They've got the technical ability of Cesaro and they've got the raw strength of Seamus. So, you know, they've, like got, the raw. <laughs> they've got, you know, what it takes to be a tag team, so... Have you been impressed with them in recent weeks? You know, in recent months since becoming a team, do you think they've uh, been all right, Dan? What do you think of their double entrance? You know, do you think it's cool? Again, you know, they've certainly taken to teaming with each other. Um, you know, if you remember back a few months ago, well, last year, they was going off against each other in a best of seven series. Yeah, exactly, and this is what kind of... Fumed that team, wasn't it? Mick Foley teaming them together. Of course, two weeks ago in Raw, they forget Jeff beating Cesaro, but 
you know, there's been a lot of respect. Maybe too much. Maybe we'll see something this match here. Of course, last Monday, Dan, Sheamus and Matt Harley had the match. And again, sign of respect. There's been a lot of respect going around for the Hardy Boys. I mean, how can any other wrestler in that locker room not respect the Hardy Boys? True that. Well, no, Sheamus and Cesaro certainly fitting together well. Remember that time they came back at WrestleMania? <laughs> <laughs> That was the last time we were doing a live podcast, Dan, at that time. WrestleMania seems ages ago now, doesn't it? It does. It seems like a lifetime ago. But what a response for the Hardy Boys. Dan, who have you gone for in this one? I have gone for Jat and Meth, the Hardy Boys. I've also gone for Meth and Jaff, the Hardy Boys. And, of course, the Hardys will win this match because Cesaro and Sheamus aren't very good as a tag team. I think uh, Hardys will move on to a feud with Enzo Big Cass, with Enzo Big Cass eventually turning heels and beat for those tag team titles. <laughs> I honestly, goodness, you've heard it here first. Dan, why have you gone Hardys? I think it would be completely stupid to bring back a team as decorated and as celebrated as the Hardys and have them lose. Yes, well, we have a delete chance as well. But, Keith Savitchi, what do the Hardy boys have to do if they want to beat Sheamus and Cesaro? They just need to live on the edge as the Hardys do, you know. Uh, Jeff especially. I'm sure he's going to pull something crazy out of the bag tonight. But I don't have a go at the Hardy boys, but do you think, like, Jeff should get tagged in, be worked on for a little bit, you know, tag into Matt Hardy, get the hot tag, and then a couple of double team moves to get the job done like that? Typical know. fashion. Well, the Hardy boys, like I say, what they have to do, they've got the veteran side to them as well, haven't they? They've been a team for so long. Heck, they're brothers. They've been teaming since uh, Jeff came out the womb. You know, so that came a kind of chemistry there. And it was Seamus and Cesaro. Yes, they've been a team for a couple of months. Not a proper tag team as yet. And Harley boys know what to do to win. Sorry, they've been a team for nearly a year now. Well, time flies when you're not paying any interest in it, isn't it? And, uh, but Seamus and Cesaro, if they get victory tonight, be the biggest tag team victory of their career. But, I, yeah, like I said, I just don't see it. Didn't but, they already win the tag team titles? Like we say, I think with the Cesaro and Seamus... What they need to do in this match to kind of target one of the Hardy boys. Maybe Matt, I don't know. And, oh, look at it now. We've just seen Seamus hit the big move on Matt, and now he's going to work him down. Quick tags in, obviously, for Cesaro. That should certainly help him. Yes, and Cesaro knocking Matt Hardy down. Trying to get him pinned, but I don't think you're going to get him down that easy. Matt, desperate for his brother, Jeff. Let's say Cesaro's not going to let that happen. Needs to do the revival technique. Don't they cut off the ring? Yeah, that's it. Isolate a man in their corner. Quick tags in and out and, you know, try and utilise Seamus as much as you can. He's the heavy hitter. Yeah, and another thing we talk about as well as the match progresses is Raw just generally. Hang on a minute. Seamus has got Matt Hardy up now. He's going to try and slam him. But Matt... Oh, with the backslide, manages to get the tag to his brother Nero, uh, Jeff. And now Jafali's in. Uh, close line to Seamus. Bit early for a hot tag. Kind of lukewarm tag, you would say, wouldn't you? A tepid tag. A tep- tepid tag. Brilliant. And now uh, he hits him. Leg drop between the legs. And going for a cover. But Seamus, former WWE champion, in his own right, managing to kick out. Oh, well, both men in the ring currently a former tag, uh, a former tag team, a former world champion. Yes, and either man on the outside kind of won every championship but... Haven't they? The the main World Heavyweight Championship. Let's hope Seamus at uh, Cesaro's time does come as Seamus there. Throwing Jeff outside the ring and yeah, he goes 
crumbling to the mats below. And James, we all know how thin Clemmer. We do, but Jeff, the way he lands as well, just no care to him really. Look, just <laughs> like he just goes splat with his landings. And Cesaro going to get Jeff in so they can capitalise on him. But yeah, Raw needs to pull it out. We haven't had a good Raw paper, I don't think, since the brand split, you know. And this is the problem with it. Because of the three-hour nature of the show, the pay-per-views are just like another extension of Raw, and they should be sank in themselves. I don't know if we've seen anything already on this pay-per-view that we wouldn't have done on a Raw, have we? Jericho and Owen's title changing hands, but I yeah, think that's probably right. the only thing. But we're going to see a title change hands on SmackDown, or maybe even Backlash for the US title with Jericho. I mean, he's not going to hold on for it for too long. Are we going to see new tag team champions, as you say, Sheamus and Cesaro, teaming well, working on Jeff? Can bro, uh, can Matt Hardy get in there? Oh, my God. Now, Sheamus, what's he got on, Dan? He has got that dreaded side headlock. A little bit of different of a variation, to be fair, you know. But still, Jeff trying to get the fans into it and not down for too long. Oh, well, a jawbreaker there to get some separation between the, between the and Matt Hardy's desperate for a tag from his brother. Can he get it? Oh, my God. It's shame it's just a full force kick to Jeff's head. And that might get him down. Oh. Managing to get the shoulder up, Jeff, at two. Two. <laughs> yeah, literally kicked him in the face. Fucking hell. Well, and that's what Seamus does to the people he respects and his friends with. What does he do to his enemies? Exactly. As he tags in Cesaro now. Cesaro looking to speed things up a bit. Goes for a very high elevated yeah. leg drop there. Beautiful leap in ability by Cesaro. Can't get the cover for too long though. Jeff. And is Jeff missing his tooth because of that? Or was he already missing that tooth from the kick? We won't know. Delete chance again as Seamus is in. I thought I was going to go for poetry in motion yeah. then. <laughs> going for the uppercut and then the big shoulder block. Well, they're certainly wearing down the younger of the Hardy brothers. That's not Irish curse. Backbreaker, is it going for the pin? But Jeff, kicking out. Oh. And now Seamus goes back to that kind sleeper hold as he takes in Cesaro. I thought they going to go for a double team sleeper then. Something we've never seen before. Cesaro, Irish ripping Seamus into the corner. Oh, whisper in the wind, taking out both members of Cesaro. And can Jeff finally get the tag to his brother? Oh, Matt, you're not allowed to do that. He just did the delete chant. As like you say, yes. Cesaro and Seamus get distracted with each other and Jeff managed to capitalise. And there you go, landing full on Seamus going, how do you like that, you bastard, after that kick? Cesaro managed to grab Jeff's leg. Oh, but that mule kick getting some separation and finally gets the tag to, Je- uh, to Matt, who comes in hot. Well, the fans are not really that excited by that tag for some reason. I don't know. Uh, and Matt going crazy, just... Bouncing Cesaro's <laughs> head off the top rope. I think he's trying to delete him. Oh, he is going for it again. Big clothesline. He just done delete again. And he said Bulldog. Delete. Oh, but only a two from Matt. Oh. To the second rope. Hardy's chant. He's deleting all over the place. I suppose he's allowed now. Big back elbow to Cesaro. Oh. oh. Side effect by Matt Hardy. Two. Oh, oh but Seamus in to break up the three. Oh, but Jeff responded with a huge drop kick to Sheamus. Now both on the outside. Jeff on the apron. <laughs> oh, puts his body on the line and takes out Sheamus. But now it's Cesaro, Matt Hardy, legal guys. Two of these in their ring. And now Matt slamming down Cesaro. 
Second rope leg drop or moonsault maybe? Back to Cesaro. Yeah, moonsault time. Oh, but Cesaro wisely rolling into the corner and out of harm's way. And maybe he can neutralise the situation. Springboard. Oh! Now that is a thing of beauty. Springboard uppercut. Springboard corkscrew uppercut. <laughs> Sends Matt in all sorts of trouble. Now Cesaro, is he going to capitalise on it or is he going to mess about? This is beautiful. Cesaro should be champion, believe two moves. Yes, it is. Cesaro, swing time. And how many times is he going to go for it here? He's got Matt. Heck, I'm getting dizzy here. <laughs> Matt will be broken if Cesaro keeps swinging him like this. What would you do if he stopped swinging him and his hair wasn't blonde? <laughs> A dozen times. And now... Shout out to Tyson Kidd. Gets a sharpshooter locked in. And will we see another guy tap out? Matt's in trouble. Not near the ropes, is he? Can he reach? Jeff Seamus taking each other out Has on the outside. Blood coming out of his eye there? He might do that uppercut with Stiff and Jeff there. That's what tag teams do, pushing that red rope towards Matt and Sheamus there. Takes out Jeff. I think he was a bit annoyed that he got involved in the match. And now Shazara saying, are you sure? He got the tag. A bit of blood on, I think Matt's busted his lip there. But he's in the wrong part of town, isn't he? He's in... Uh... He does Cesaro's corner. Oh! oh! Gets caught with an uppercut and he's left perched on the top. Well, the end could be here. Near now as Sheamus, he's got him up. It's white noise off the second rope. Oh. No, not from here. Oh. Hits it. One, two. Oh. oh! But Jeff there in the nick of time, <laughs> breaking up the count. Well, it saves the day for now as Jeff turns Cesaro out of the ring. And now he's going to do exactly the same what he just did with oh, Sheamus. But Cesaro catches him. Oh, my God. Look at the power of Cesaro. Uh-oh. But Jeff, <laughs> uh, but Jeff with a backslide there and throws him over the barricade. Oh, but Sheamus in the ring looking for the bro kick on Matt Hardy. Oh, no. Matt dodged it. Twist of fate. Oh, is Cesaro, uh, is Sheamus fighting out the twist of fate, though? He manages to. He is. And Jeff's in the wrong corner, is he? Is Sheamus DDT's Matt? Goes for the cover. But Matt managing to kick out. Oh. Well, I don't know if it's lip or his nose, because referee's got the glove now, hasn't he? So yeah. he's checking on that. And afterwards, oh, there he goes. In the right corner now. As this goes for the twist of fate attempt, Sheamus pushes him off. Jeff. Sometime off the top. Go. That was what was meant to One, happen. two, three. Yeah, yeah. And the Hardys retain in probably the most exciting match of the night so far. Yeah, no, it was really, really good. Yeah, no, it was a really, really good match. I quite enjoyed it. I mean, yeah, the ending there, yeah, Jeff was in the wrong corner. But it's his first pay-per-view back, isn't it? So, come on, you know. I know he came back at WrestleMania, but it's his first proper pay-per-view back, isn't it? So, give the man uh, a little bit of leeway as we see what happened in the end. But, yeah, quite a good match. Dan, what did you think of it overall? Yeah, you know, it was very exciting. Really well worked between all four men. You know, they all had their own specific parts to play, and they all played it really well. So, yeah, so far, it's my match of the evening. <laughs> yeah, so no, I really I really enjoyed it as well. Nice pace for it. I think Seamus and Zavo look good, even though they lost, you know, still a viable contender full of titles, but the Hardys move on. But will we see the respect now from this team, or are we going to see something else, Dan? Well, is that the reason they lost is because they respected their opponents too much. Oh, look, the nice sign of respect there. Raising the hands... Of the Raw Champions. 
A little bit of a surprise, but raised their hands in victory. The Harley boys and Shane Cesaro there showing sportsmanlike. I mean, good sign of respect there, Dan, wasn't it? Uh, a very good sign of respect. You don't see that as much nowadays, but... Oh! Oh! As Cesaro makes his way back to the ring and pushes Jeff off the top and Sheamus comes in and attacks Matt from behind. Well, this is what we wanted. And now Sheamus throwing Matt Hardy into the barricade. Oh, and a brutal knee shot there. And <laughs> Cesaro working Jeff Hardy on the over the ring post. Oh, look at the power of Cesaro just throwing him into the ring post. And Sheamus the other side assaulting Matt Hardy. And Sheamus. Oh! Bro kicking Jeff from behind and his shoulder went straight into that ring post. Well, we haven't seen Cesaro Hill in a long time, but I think it suits him. And I don't think they're done with Matt Hardy yet. Well, they're going to want to put the champions on the shelf. I mean, you know, as I said, maybe they had too much respect for him, the reason why they lost. Well, there's no respect now. Cesaro was saying that's what it's all about. The Raw Tag Team titles... And now Cesaro just holding Matt Hardy. Sheamus tunes up the band. Bro kick. Boom. Hits its mark. And Jeff is down and out. And he's busted open. Matt Hardy. I think he's busted open his forehead there, Dan. You can see. And Sheamus Cesaro after that attack. Lifting the tag team titles. Well, it's not yours. They know this is saying it's the Hardy boys for now. So will this feud continue then? Is it a feud now? I believe it will do, yes. Yeah. I think it's going to go on a bit further. Sheamus and Cesaro again, you know. A heel turn, is this what they needed? Well, they seem to be on the same page now as well, isn't it? You know, So it brings a little bit of difference into the Raw Tag Team division. And after it looked like they were friends with the Hardys, they do that. They left it as long as they possibly could. But no, I think it's, it can only be a good thing for Sheamus and Cesaro. They're not going to be the number one. Uh, good team, uh, face team on Raw because of the Hardy Boys. So why not give it a go for being the Hills, especially when you consider the revival. Holder in that instance still going to be out for a couple of weeks as well, you know. So yeah. all good. And I think the best, like you say, segment and match that we've had on Payback, let's hope it improves, Dan. So points for that, Dan. We both get a point and it's 3-2 to you. You're in the lead here. Could you win? Can I lose my first pay-per-view? We'll find that out more as we continue. Oh, and we see Braun Strowman backstage and he's got an evil, demonic look on his face. Of course, tonight going against Roman Reigns. And he says it's Reigns' biggest mistake of his life. And he's going to put him out of his misery here tonight. And he gets huge out. That's Braun Strowman is the hill. But we've got our next match and it is for the Raw Women's Championship. We see Alexa Bliss coming out here. Of course, one of Raw's newest superstars going against Bailey. And of course, women's start on the line. James, prediction-wise, who have you gone for? Well, because as we've seen the build-up, of course, last Monday, Bliss and Bailey having a face-off. James, what have you thought of this feud? It's not had a lot of build-up, but as we see last Monday, Bliss getting on the mic and saying that she's just better than Bailey, And she said her Cinderella story is going to come to an end because Bliss is the real deal. And, of course, she was. These women, both of these women were, were women's champions of as well, so it's an interesting matchup. But prediction-wise, well, Dan, anybody who's a long-term listener of the podcast will know my history of Bailey. Okay, and every time I've gone for Bailey, she's let me down. So this time, while the most organised man in Britain does. sorts himself out, here comes Bailey. I've gone for in this one, Alexa Bliss. 
Oh. Yeah. Well, I can't go Bailey, can I? She always lets me down. Dan, as we see Bailey coming out with the giant inflatable wibbly wobbly people, who have you gone for in this one? I have gone for Bailey. Bailey, yes. So here's my chance to get the point back that I need because this is what we need to get back into this. Bailey's a hugger. She's great. But yes, Dan, do you know why I've gone for Alexa Bliss tonight? No, James, tell me. Well, what bigger way of the superstar shake-up to come into effect than for Alexa Bliss to win the Raw Women's Championship tonight, beat Bailey? I'm not saying she holds on for a long time. How you begin a feud, isn't it, you know? And I think maybe Bliss could come out here cheating, victory maybe, but new Women's Champion. Dan, why do you think Bailey? Um, I've gone for Bailey for the simple fact is... I can't see Alexa Bliss being credited with being the first ever SmackDown and Raw Women's Champion. And I think they're going to save that feat for someone what, for maybe blonde with a mole on her lip. Well, Charlotte has become the first woman to main event a Raw and a SmackDown event. And they're saying she's probably going to do that on pay-per-view as well at some point. And maybe main event at WrestleMania. But they've got to build for characters other than Charlotte. And, you know, you've got Bailey, you've got your pillars there, you've got Banks as well. I think a bl- bliss victory, and it holds off the kind of Sasha Banks Bailey feud that everybody wants to see as well, you know? So I think this, for the, for the short term, as we get towards SummerSlam, Bailey's going to need something to do, and I think a little switcheroo with bliss for the championship, I think will be a good thing. Then again, like I say, Bailey's always let me down, so I won't be surprised if she was to win and you take a, a, a near enough unassailable victory. So Bailey's got the fans behind her. We see the, the crowd as well with the Bailey section. The women's division has improved. The fans are taking it more seriously now, Dan, aren't they? They certainly are, yes. Well, you know, at least with Bailey. <laughs> but no, you know, they're starting to realise that there is an awful lot of talent in the women's division. And, you know, again, hopefully they get the time and matches that they deserve to have. Yeah, exactly. And I think this should be good. You know, like I say, Bliss has only come up from NXT in recent times as well, you know, even last year at this point, she was NXT. Uh, and she's got a lot to learn. And I think going against Bailey, it's good hands to work with, isn't it? You know, and I think this should be a good match because Bliss has impressed us with this kind of Harley Quinn character as well. But Keith Richard, what does Bailey have to do if she wants to beat Bliss there? Um, she has to keep her head and also keep eyes in the back of her head because, you know, as we know, Alexa Bliss can be a devious Little so-and-so. Well, uh, yes, and I think that's what Bliss needs to do. I don't think one-on-one, I think one-on-one with no tricks or anything like this, I think Bailey will beat Bliss. I think Bliss does need a little bit of help. I think that's what she's good at, though. You know, she's a little minx, isn't she? You know, and, and she can pull it out. Irish rips Bailey, but Bailey, very impressive, leaping over Bliss. And a scoop slam there, planting Bliss. Oh, and a big knee to the chest. And now she's going to go for the cover, here, bit. Going for the cover, oh, no. Referee <laughs> get the two rolls out the way. And Bliss rolls out the ring there to try and get some separation from Bailey, but Bailey not going to let that happen. Well, Bailey doesn't need to get back in the ring, but we've seen this move before. Very lovely taking Bliss out as she tries to climb back in the ring away from Bailey. It was like an opposite baseball slide, wasn't it? You know, rather than baseball slide out the ring, just do it in the ring, drive by if you would like. And Bailey going for the cover, but Bliss managing to kick out. Oh. Bailey throwing Bliss in the corner. And will Bliss maybe try and get advantage? Oh, my God, look at that forearm. Oh, a brutal forearm there. Just taking out the incoming Bailey. And now Bliss taking it up a level. Look at the vicious strikes clubbing in the corner. But we know the heart and determination of Bailey. Like we say, through her very beginnings in NXT, 
to where she is now on top of the Raw women's roster. But Bliss wants to achieve that as well. And she'll have no problem stepping over Bailey to get there. Dirty boxing, that's what I like about Alexa Bliss as well. Yeah, Alexa Bliss has yet to really impress me in the ring. Yeah, I think she hasn't had a truly great one-on-one match yet. I think that's fair to say. As we see another sleeper now, Bliss, take a drink, everybody at home. She's sinking it in on Bailey, trying to wear Bailey down. Can the crowd get behind her? Yes, they can. Well done, Hill wife. Go for the cover. Can't keep Bailey down. But this exerts the energy, doesn't it, of Bailey? And if Bliss kind of wants to get Bailey down, she's going to have to just keep working, working, well away. Like I say, the heart determination, Bailey keeps coming through. But as I know from personal experience, she is beatable as Bliss wearing her down. But it doesn't look very good though at the moment if uh, Bliss is wearing her down. Bailey maybe, you know. Maybe going to do a John Cena. Yeah, but we don't know. She tries to get her down again, Bailey kicking out. Oh, oh and now standing on Bailey's hair as she pulls her arms up there. That's got to be sore if you've got long hair. Oh, and again, going for the dirty tactics, just pulling on Bailey's hair. Oh, my God, that's a precious ponytail as well. That's where Bailey gets most of her power from, Dan. Bailey managing to roll Bliss out, but getting no separation whatsoever. Bliss responded with a clothesline. The crowd just watching intently for Bailey's big comeback, which you would. It's not that far away. She keeps taking her time as well. Stands on the back of Bailey. <laughs> just stamping her head into the mat. Very vicious assault here from Bliss as she kicks Bailey to the outside. I mean, Bliss can't really win the match on the outside. No, she can't. And it has been all Bliss as well. And now again, she's spending too much time on the outside taunting her opponent and it, she comes unstuck. Exactly. Bailey hangs her up on the second rope and it gives Bailey time to get back into it as well. Bailey get the momentum that she so needs. She, it is it is the John Cena comeback. Now she picks Bliss up. Oh, oh. and drops her head first onto the top turnbuckle. Oh my god. It's like god. a reverse snake eyes and then takes her out of a big clothesline. Well we know that Bailey to Bailey's a move to hit, but Bailey can hit the suplex herself. Oh, a lovely suplex there. And Bliss trying to get back up and Bailey with a big elbow. Oh, oh and then god. takes Bliss down and and then Bailey's a bit pissed off. Yeah, just in a ponytail as well. That's what Bliss. This is what Bailey does in the corner. Shoulder blocks. No, Bliss comes out but gets suplexed, and now going to be put away. You know, kick out. Uh-huh. Bliss still in it, and Bailey getting the momentum she needs. Oh, trying to sort out a ponytail, and going to the second rope now. Uh oh, end could be near. Bliss in trouble. Oh, oh a lovely spinning back elbow there hits its mark. And now Bailey to Bailey time. Oh no, Bliss! Oh, she had it scouted and throws Bailey headfirst into the second turnbuckle. Oh, fucking hell, man to escape. And now taking her too long, and now she's going to go up. Bailey to Bailey off the top to finish it. Oh, don't say that. Well, <laughs> Bliss is taking a sweet ass time to get up to the top. Bailey yeah. manages to meet her. Took her too late, do right. Bliss took too long, showing her inexperience there. And now Bailey fighting her. Oh, my God. Got one a second. Oh, but Bliss, trying to fight out, manages to get some separation. Oh, Bliss. Fight out. Oh, beautiful move. Sunset flip, oh. but Bailey managing to kick out. Uh, I think it is a Bailey def- title defence, but Bliss, to her credit, even though she is losing her shit a little bit now, has done quite well in this match. Again, she needs to capitalise. She can't have a paddy. Until the bell has been rung. I think I see a Bailey to Bailey Bailey out of nowhere coming up in a minute. Bliss picking Bailey up. Taking too long, aren't you? Taunting her with the chokes. 
Oh, slamming it down. Oh, oh, big knees. Huge knees. Oh, missing it though, Bailey. Oh my God. Bailey with a huge knee to Bliss. That was a lovely running knee. And now Bailey, she's going to go up top, is she? Got the separation she needs. Go on, Bailey. Finish it. <laughs> Bliss getting to her feet. Bailey with a smile on her face. No, she's not getting to her feet. Oh, oh macho man, elbow off the top. One, two. Oh. Hey. Well, it beat Charlotte at WrestleMania, but Bliss managing to kick out. Uh. Well, it doesn't matter now. Fair credit to Bliss in this match. Taking more punishment than I would. Uh, it's Bailey. Bailey got off the top there. Beautiful, and, and Bliss is dead weight. As Bailey's trying to pick her up now for the Bailey to Bailey and finish this match once and for all. Oh, but Bliss gets some separation, a slap to the face of Bailey, but has that just angered her? Oh, I think it did. Oh, that ended the disqualification. <laughs> Bailey back of Bliss up in the corner. Oh, oh, using nearly, the whole of yeah. that five count. You were close there, weren't you? <sighs> and Bailey with shoulder blocks with Bliss managing to push her away. Oh, Bailey coming in. Another sunset flip attempt, but Bailey holds on. Oh, Bailey managing to catch it. Two. Oh. 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 And pushing her off the cover there. Did Bailey's head hit the ring post? Referee's checking now, but can Bliss capitalise on this? So that wasn't good for Bailey. A little bit of trouble, Dan. Bailey trying to hold on to that rope, managing to kick away. Come on, Bliss. Come on, Bailey. Oh, oh. Bailey rolls around. Roll up. One, two. Oh. oh, no. Bliss managing to roll out of it. And oh, spiked DDT on the red. One, two. Yes! <laughs> Fucking hell. Alexa Bliss is the new women's champion. And James is back in it. Well done. <laughs> look at this. Look on her face. Well, as you say, <laughs> Bailey never goes in your favour. And again tonight, she didn't go in your favour. She, well, she went in your favour. She went in my favour. I predicted, no, it's not the one I put money on. But Alexa Bliss is the new women's champion. I said to you tonight, Bliss to win. But the way she won, like we say, after that pin, we see the replay right now. Bailey had it covered. And now look at the push-off as well. Oh, straight into that ring post. And that certainly didn't help matters. And then being planted on that same head. No, exactly. And then Rayleigh trying to catch her with the cradle, but Bliss, to her credit, hanging on. And then, like you say, spiking her with a DDT, going for the cover, and referee counts to three, and a new women's champion, Alexa Bliss. As I mentioned before, the first ever Raw women's champion and SmackDown women's champion. Fucking fair play. What did you think of the match? It was a very exciting match. You know, there was a, a couple of, moments there where they didn't quite look synced in together but you know aside from that it it was a very good match between the two of them again (laughs) you you couldn't have called which way it would have gone no uh, unless it's credit to um to Bailey as well to look like uh, Alexa Bliss is a match for her in the ring you know like I say Bliss had the majority of the match Bailey with a comeback you thought yeah that was it and all it took I tell you what was similar Rob as well and you might have a go at me for this as well Nakamura rude with the injury in their first match. You yeah. know what I mean? That kind of thing where, oh, if he didn't hit that, if she, that didn't happen to her, it wouldn't have won, you know. But So it moves a feud on as well, doesn't it? You know, so I think credit to him. And I think the last, you know, 45 minutes have been quite good, really, payback. You know what I mean? And we, we build up it's, now as well. Yeah, certainly started to pick up a bit of speed. You know, we had a great tag team match. And, uh, of course, this match that went on, you know, despite the result, it was still a good match. 
Yeah, so prediction-wise for that, I do get the point, and I go level back with Dan. Oh, thank God for that. Three points each as we head on, but we could have got three as well. So who knows what could happen, Dan? But your night is not as bad as you think it is. But up next, my God, it's the uh, Chamber of whatever, the House, house of, of Horrors. Yeah, sorry, it's the House of Horrors match between these two men. And let's have a look at the promo. Randy Orton, I want you to feel my pain beneath my feet. My sister, Abby. My suffering. If you can't beat him, join him. And it's the right time. Won't be much older. God made me in. You want to take my soul. All the agony that I've had to endure in these moments, orchestrated by your hand. This is a rivalry that is so deep, so twisted. Oh, RKO! God lets me you will try and take my home. something very very special plan for you but i want to fight in a different kind of match in what i like to call a house of horrors are you afraid of the dark is it the monster that lives underneath your bed fear lives within my house of horrors every room you enter will be an endless nightmare because in my house of horrors, all your fears will come to life. I'm going to drive you to a new level of insanity. You will be twisted far more than you have ever been twisted before. Your screams will play like symphony to my ear. I don't know exactly what a house of horrors match is. But if it's anything like the last house you brought me to, I will burn it down all the same. Join me, Red. In the fire where it all began. And in the fire where it shall end. It all burns down here, Red. You may walk into the House of Horrors as the man you are, as the Viper, but I swear to you, Randy, I promise you, you will never walk out. Run. Um, so, Dan, what have you thought of the Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton feud? Well, it's certainly been a a long drawn out feud. You know, it started off them against each other, then and then Orton turning on his then partner Kane, and you know, to join the Wyatt family, he then disbanded the Wyatts from the inside, and then you know he took out Bray when Bray was least expecting it. He finally turned on 
Bray Wyatt when Bray least expected it. And, you know, t- taking us all by surprise at WrestleMania by capturing Bray's WWE Championship. Well, it, it, it surprised no one more, did it, Dan, than yourself as we talk about it. Uh, of course, you didn't go for it. Randy Orton did win the W title. But what kind of match rule the Chamber Horrors? We talked about it a little bit on kickoff. I mean, we wondered what it could be like. And, I mean, the feud now, it needs to come to an end. Both men on separate brands, aren't they? Bray on Raw, Randy on SmackDown. It needs to finish here tonight. Well, which way? Who knows? Dan, who have you gone for in this House of Horrors match? I've gone for Bray Wyatt. Sorry, what? Bray Wyatt. So, <laughs> Bray Wyatt. So you've, got, you've gone against your man for the second consecutive but underneath, show. Underneath, I wrote, sorry, Randy, I love you still. Well, obviously you don't love Randy, because apart from the Rumble, you haven't gone for Randy Orton once on pay-per-view. Why? <laughs> um, I've gone for Randy Orton in this one. Have you? No, of course I fucking haven't. <laughs> I've got, look, Bray Wyatt, just in case you didn't fucking know. So it's going to start off in Bray Wyatt's house of horrors. We don't know where his house is, but it will end in the ring. By pinfall or submission. But it's lucky his House of Horrors is so close in San Jose to the arena to get there. So it's basically what we hit. We kind of hit the nail on the head. No cage, no head in the cell, but a house. A bit like Boiler Room Brawl, like I said, where you have the clips on the outside, then they work their way into the ring. So it'd be interesting. We've both gone Bray Wyatt and gone against Randy Orton. Uh, but Bray to win, why? I think Bray needs a victory, to be fair. You know, losing at WrestleMania the way he did, surprising many. Uh, and, and I think tonight, like we say, Randy, title's not on the line. of no mention of the W Championship. So Bray can win this, end the feud, continue on Raw quite strong. And then Randy Orton, after the defeat, beat Jinder Mahal in a couple of weeks' time and then move on from there, can't he, you know? Unless he loses Jinder Mahal, then the fucking world ends, you know? But he's, Randy Orton's pulled up in his limousine. I, I don't even think he knows what to expect from Bray Wyatt's House of Horrors. I mean, this must be... His other house of horrors because his other one was burnt down by Randy Orton. But the problem is with this, as we watch it, is we're probably going to be watching this in 15 years, 10 years' time on the podcast about shit wrestling matches on angles. You'll be like, remember when they did the house of horrors match? They have to be really careful to get in between stupid and actually quite scary. As the lights flicker in the house, we see Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, shit acting, Daniel. Oh, and then as if by. Devious magic, a tractor starts up and starts reversing in front of Randy Orton. I mean, is that getting into his head? I can't believe it. Look at his face. It's horrors. Horrors of house. And we hear the grasshopper. This is quite scary, Dan. I mean, we've got the lights off in here as well. (gasps) James, hold me close. Is he ever going to get in the house? I see Randy Orton's (laughs) entrance... (laughs) It's Andy Orton's time to get to the house, but at the same time, it takes him to get in the fucking ring every time as well. Finally going to enter the house of horrors. Well, he's at the front door again, you know, he's not sure what to expect. This is like the film Home Alone, you know, going into Kevin's house, you don't know what kind of traps the devious Bray Wyatt has set up for Andy Orton. Oh, as Orton kicks the door in. <laughs> this is going to be a Halloween special. Where's Bray Wyatt gone? Front door's closed. Oh, wait a minute. He's behind you. He's behind you. Oh, lovely shaky handwork there from the cameraman. Creepy, Obviously a fucking amateur. Creepy, creepy music still playing in the background as well. As Bray Wyatt starts assaulting Randy Orton. This is horrors. I mean, look at that. The, the couch with a sheet over it. I can't believe it, Dan. 
I'm freaking out a little bit here, man. Not the sheet. No, he took everything from you. Randy didn't have anything taken away. He still got a lovely wife and kids. WWE champion. Had his smackdown. Hasn't had his place burnt out and his sister Abigail's remains burnt. Hasn't had his title taken off him. Hasn't had all his Wyatt family disbanded from him. Where's Bray gone? Randy's been beaten down. There's no Bray in it. It's that little bit of blood on Randy. I want Randy to say, what the hell? Welcome to WWE Studios' next project. Well, we've seen that Bray Wyatt's mind games rarely work on Randy Orton as a arm comes through the wall and just chokes out Randy. Randy walking round now to catch that arm, but there's there's no one there. He's in a room with loads of dolls hanging from the ceiling. Oh, they've got makeup on them and scissors cut into them. Oh my god, that baby's got two heads. What the fuck is going on? Why would I get distracted <laughs> by a fucking dolly? Well, Randy Orton pulls Doll down like they Bray Wyatt, hitting him from behind. Can oh, Randy on there with a thumb gouging Bray's eyes? Can he finally get some? Oh, Bray again turning the momentum back into his favour, throwing Orton through a ro- throwing Orton through a wall. He went through a wall there, Dan. For God's sake, how much power does that take? And what other weapons going to get? So all the lights go out. I don't quite get the end in this match in the ring. Maybe you'll dump him in a car and take him to the arena. In the boot of yeah. the limousine. And now Randy beating down all the cameraman's reflection in the light galloway. Brace gone again. Is he going to another room? In this house. Of horrors. Of horrors. Tonight. Why well, has he gone through the same door again? Why well, is it daylight outside? And Orton again getting distracted by... Silly objects in the rooms. Look at that damn table. Well, he's clearly not in that fucking room. We can all see that. He's shouting Bray Wyatt. What the fuck is that? A voodoo type room. Who do? You do. Bray Wyatt does. I mean, look at that. All the material around. It's like Lucifer, Beelzebub, or a Dark Lord. Well, I'd hate to be caught by the ghosties, Dan. And I'd hate to be caught by the ghoulies. (laughs) Now he's in the the well-lit kitchen. We're here. At least he's uh, grammatically correct. Oh, he is there. With, what is it? Basil bat or baton on bread, maybe? A lump of two before. And now using the cupboard as a weapon. But Bray, sourcing a weapon. <laughs> oh, goes for a hit with a saucepan. But Orton, again, trying to fight out. This is just that argument of who does the washing up. Randy Orton now with a punch is finally getting into Bray. Well, he's finally gotten over the mind games that Bray was playing and... Just concentrating on his opponent. Well, let's hope the lights don't go out and Bray White disappears or something like this. And Randy Orton in complete control of Bray. No wrestling commentary apart from what we're doing. Bray's smirking and laughing. No, he's just got a grin on his face. He put his head in the sink. Oh, low blow referee. Well, out of the frying pan into the fire there for Randy Orton. Well, it was out of the frying pan into the testicles there. (laughs) Oh, bad camera angle. (laughs) <laughs> Bray crushing Randy there with the fridge freezer. Bad camera angle because Randy wasn't underneath that fridge when it fell. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know, a trick to the trade, but Randy's crushed by a fridge. Please do not try this at home. Bray right now, is he trying to scale, escape the house horrors? Does he even know how to? He's uh, he's certainly right at home here. I mean, if this is Bray's White, uh, Bray White's house, then he is going to have to pay for repairs afterwards, isn't he? He's already taken the wall down, destroyed a bit of the kitchen. As we can see here, it's not the best of shape, really, is it? You know, Bray leaving the house, 
39115. Of course, the number of Lucifer. And Bray's out the house, but is this over, Len? No, because they've got to make their way back to the ring now. Oh, they do, but the house going to set a light right now. Oh, my God. And he's just made the house go red. Oh, oh I can't. I've never seen anything like this in my life. I don't life. know how Randy can take that sort of punishment and pain. Well, we've seen Randy all take a lot of punishment throughout his career. But into a red house, it's unbelievable. This, this is truly a house of horrors. I'm not going to have a go at this match. Because like I say, this is going to be gold in years to come. Comedy gold. It is. Bray trying to get his way. Is he going to take limousine? Excuse me, he didn't do WWE payback. They both get in the back and have a little chat on the way back to the yeah. ring. So, uh, what have you been up to, Bray? So, what did you think? So, Bray's... Bray win by count out? <laughs> Bray's getting taken to the arena by the limousine driver and he's singing a little tune at the same time. Where's Randy Orton? Driving. Who knows? Who driving. cares? Dan, you say he's driving? I say I don't care. Booze from the crowd, loving it. Oh, my God, he's just had a refrigerator fall on top of him. You can win from forfeiture. Taking its brief interlude, we can turn the lights back on. And, James, you can put your trousers back on. Oh, yeah, sorry about that, yeah. But up next, we do have Seth Rollins versus Samoa Joe. And this is all about payback. Let's have a look at the promo. There have been so many different rumors about the seriousness of Seth Rollins' injury. Oh, my God, that's Samoa Joe! I want this more than anything, be able to get back and, and be at WrestleMania. And I do whatever it takes to, to make that a reality. Oh my god. I'm gonna be at WrestleMania one way or another. It doesn't matter. I just I want it more than anything else. God man. my career and you know what they say 
Payback is a big James. Yes. What did you think of that promo? Well, it's very interesting, isn't it? You know, I mean, Seth Rollins, like we say, this all start with Samoa Joe back in January when hired by Triple H to attack Rollins. He did, and he injured him really, really well by knocking his knee out, by taking him out and injuring it. And we see, as they show it in slow-mo, they really focus on it as well. It made Joe look like a kid, even though it was unintentional at the time. And Rollins managed him to cover from the injury, beat Triple H at Mania, you know, beat the Kingslayer in a 25-minute match. And now again against Joe here. I think that the promo's been interesting. I think it's interesting who the winner will be as well, you know? Who do you think will win the match? Who do I think? Well, I was very surprised. I have gone Samoa Joe in this one, Dan. Who have you gone for here? I have also Joe. gone for Samoa. Why have you gone Joe for? Oh, hang on. Oh, hang on. I'll, I'll tell you the truth now. Right. So this is the one where Sky Better offering 9-1 to one for Samoa Joe to win. Yeah. So I'll put a fiver on it, and I'll win 50 quid if Joe beats Rollins. Now, I don't know why people are saying Rollins is going to... Well, i tell you what, I'm going to play devil's advocate in this, and I'll probably explain the reason why Rollins might win. Why have you gone for Joe? Why do you think he'd win? I think he needs some legitimacy in the destroyer. So, you know, to beat Seth freaking Rollins, who's just beat, I don't know, the bloke who's hired Joe as his destroyer, to beat the man who beat his higher ref, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, No, I completely agree with you, you know. Like, Samoa Joe, since January, he debuted. He's not featured on a pay-per-view yet. Oh, no, I'm lying to you. He faced Sami Zayn, didn't he, at Fastlane. But apart from that, he's not faced... He wasn't at WrestleMania. He wasn't involved in a match here. Uh, wasn't involved in a match there. Now he's here at Payback against Rollins. Yeah, Joe does need a victory. But I think Rollins needs a victory as well. This is what people are saying. They're saying, with Seth Rollins after beating Triple H to beat Samoa Joe and overcome it, I think Joe, you know, Joe's going to pound him for the majority of the match, but Rollins will eke out a victory because they need big baby faces and Rollins, like we say, needs a good year. What they're going to do with Finn Balor, I don't know, but I, I personally want Joe to win as we bring on the trumpets now. But it's interesting we've got the same for this one because we both think Samoa Joe does need victory. He's saying indeed he does. And here comes Samoa Joe trumpets down, which sounds like... Bam! 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 Bam, 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 bam. But this is the match I'm really looking forward to as well. I think their styles are really going to match up. And it is difficult to decide the winner, you know, uh, as Joe and Rollins head-to-head for the first time, you know, former NXT champions in their own right. It will be a great matchup, Dan, won't it? Indeed, yes. <laughs> Indeed, take a drink at home. And what do you think Samoa Joe needs to do then to win? What's his keys to victory, Dan? He just needs to beat him down and... He needs to not get distracted by taunting the crowd and, you know, keep eyes in the back of his head. Like, like I said, though, Smojo is a killer. Smojo used rightly, uh, used right, it will, can be a dominant force in WWE, where if they want to go with him like that, I mean, if McMahon's annoyed by Kevin Owens' look, then I don't know if uh, Smojo, but I think he's definitely improved his look since joining WWE, you know, got a little bit leaner. As we start off with these two men, and like I say, Joe's going to target the knee, surely. Don't call me Shirley, but yes, that seems a very good strategy for Samoa Joe to go for. It is, and Rollins, like I say, needs to, uh, needs to whistle of Samoa Joe before Rollins can actually, you know, get into this match, I feel. You know, Joe's going to come off like a house on fire. Rollins just needs to feel that storm, 
fight through. He's a Kingslayer now, so he can put the Samoan submission machine down. Well, there's not a lot of size difference in Shinsuke Nakamura and Seth Rollins. And as we know, Shinsuke has already beaten Samoa Joe. So, you know, you can't count out someone of that size, you know, of a smaller size to beat the big man. Yeah. And Samoa Joe, Irish whips Rollins, but Rollins managed to duck it twice. Oh, and hits Joe with a lovely drop kick, sends him to the outside, but Joe lands on his feet. And I think that's just angered the big man. Now Joe trying to pull Rollins out the ring. Rollins managing to kick off. Oh, and then jumps over the top rope and takes out Joe. Early advance. Indeed, and a chop to Joe, but Joe seems to like that. Seth needs to get the crowds on his side as well. Of course, they're going to play a big part in this with Seth Rollins. is relatable. He's only been a babyface for a short amount of time as well, hasn't he? You know, so he's got to try and build up that character. As Joe now, oh my word. Oh, sends Seth over the barricades into the ring announcer, but Seth looks like he's recovered. Quite quickly and jumps over the top and takes out Samoa Joe. Rollins rolls Joe back in the ring now off the top. Oh, but Samoa Joe wisely rolling to the outside. Yeah, is it wisely though? Because Seth Rollins is going to go flying. Oh, Oh. suicide dive through the second ropes and, yeah, takes out Big Joe. And he's going to go for a second time. Oh, connects again. Fair play, Seth Rollins. He's bringing it here tonight. Gaining momentum early and we're trending house of horrors. On Twitter, I hope, hope it's all good tweets, you know. I don't think there's going to be any negativity there at all. No. As Rollins rolls Joe back in. Oh, but Joe straight away t- the first opportunity he got and gives him a leg whip and sends Seth back to the outside. And look at Joe smirking. No, he's just got a grin on his face. <laughs> Is he going to go flying through the ropes? We Well, we know, if anybody's not seen Joe, the big man can fly and here he comes. Oh, Hits Seth with an elbow there and sends him, luckily enough, through two, well, between two announce tables as opposed to being over one sailing into the <laughs> commentator. I suppose it's uh, the better way of landing, but now Joe has got to try and capitalise on this, bring Rollins back in the ring. But, you know, we know how good Joe is, though. We've seen him on NXT, what he can do. He's going to play with Seth Rollins now as well. But like you say, overconfidence and talking to the crowd has been everybody's downfall here tonight, apart from, of course, Alexa Bliss. <laughs> it's the first time someone's been happy about Alexa Bliss winning a match. <laughs> oh, and Rollins looking to fight back, but Joe just sweeps him down. Oh, yes, and he targets that leg again with a sweep, and Seth's going to be in all sorts of trouble. Well, and you know why? Do you know everybody, everybody asks, or if everybody, anybody asks... <laughs> How does Joe know target that leg? Well, he's the one that caused the injury, isn't he, you know? He is indeed, yes, with that cocky and a clutch, putting all his weight onto the back of Seth, and it just popped his knee, and, yeah, he was out for a little while, managed to recover just in time to face Triple H at WrestleMania and obviously overcome that. Yeah, but has he gone too far in this match? Has he fully recovered? You see what Triple H did during that WrestleMania match. Well, uh, as, as wise as Triple H is, he is getting on a bit in his years, you know, and Samoa Joe, he's considerably younger and he's he's got a lot of weight behind him as well. Yeah. Because <coughs> he does a running scent on straight onto Seth's injured knee. I mean, ouch. <laughs> yes, <laughs> ouch indeed. And now the chops from Joe, who seems to be firing up Seth Rollins, hits a couple of chops himself. Oh, but gets Irish whipped into that corner and Joe follows it up with a big elbow and a 
Inseguri. Now going for the cover. Can he get it? Oh, Seth managing to kick out. Ah. Oh. But that knee certainly has. <laughs> Mother. F- what did you say, Seth Rollins, PG? Mother fudger. <laughs> My love, mother. Hello, father. And now look at Joe. We know Joe so well, of course, because we celebrated the WN100 last week. But with Smojo, Joe, we started off with Joe Watch all the way back in episode seven. So we know each, we know his ins and his outs and what he can do in those combinations for Smojo. Joe. Back and Rollins up in the corner. Oh, but Rollins catching him and driving him headfirst into that second turnbuckle and... Can Seth get the momentum he so desperately needs? Yeah, I mean, Seth Rollins was the WWE champion the majority of our first year as well. In 2015, the man who came back and beat Roman Reigns, of course, at Money in the Bank as well. So we can't discredit what Seth Rollins done in the WWE in his record. He tries to get back into it now, the super kick to the midsection of Samoa Joe. And also, you know, you're, you're talking about a man who's also faced off against the beast incarnate Brock Lesnar, so, you know... He knows how to take a beating. Yeah, exactly. Especially against a big man. And now he's trying to fight back with a net breaker. Oh, Ooh. lovely swinging net breaker there. Takes the big man off his feet. Well, it's Fuller's experience not to waste his energy going for a cover as well, you know. He's going to try and capitalise on it as he can. Maybe goes to the top. I know it's high risk, but it's high reward as well if it pays off. Yeah, and he's trying to shake some life into his knee, but that gives Joe a chance to get to his feet and... As Seth comes off the top, Joe just catches him, and that was very innovative by Samoa Joe there, and he's just constantly targeting the leg. Oh, my God, that leg lock now, middle of the ring, and Rollins just trying to kick out oh. as hard as he can, but Joe's not letting go. Like saying the full weight behind him as well. He's got a completed clutch, did you say? He's got a foot in his crutch, <laughs> oh not a clean clutch. As Rollins desperately trying to get to the bottom rope, and even if he does... Maybe the damage is going to be permanent for Seth Rollins. I wonder if Randy and Bray time their arrival <laughs> back at the ring just right so, you know, they're not interrupting the middle of a match. Yeah. <laughs> so Bray doesn't show up now and be like, hey, what's going on? Joe, get, get out of the ring. And now Joe... Seth's going to flip up Landon's yeah, exactly. face. exactly. Rollins is in position where he normally flips up. But can he with the leg? Joe knows this as well. Oh, lands on that leg, but... Again, you know, it's it's taken a lot of punishment. Joe Powerbomb, oh my God, that was oh. low down. Holds on, but holds on for the pin. Seth Rollins managing to kick out. Oh. But Joe rolling over to a half Boston Crab now. And we know what follows this. And we've already seen one man top tap out to a full Boston Crab. And oh. Joe's obviously wiser that and tucks his leg underneath. Well, now he's trying to grab the other leg as well. Like a Texas cloverleaf there. And he can turn this into the STF if Rollins gets too close to that rope. Well, he's got it. Joe lets him off. The attack is solely on that leg at the moment. Joe's getting a bit frustrated with himself now. Now, Joe's being complete control of this. It makes you worry if you're a Joe fan. Rollins may be, like we say, eke out a victory in the end. But it doesn't matter. Might have lost to Fiverr, but at least me and Dan are the same. And there's only one more match. Oh, my God, just raking the face for that boot there, Smoke Joe. He's enjoying it, isn't he? Joe enjoys He enjoys beating, beating someone yeah. down there. He's definitely better off as a heel. Yeah. Even a face, though, would be quite fun, wouldn't it? Going around just fucking people up. He would make a very good anti-authority figure. Yeah. And now Rollins in the corner. Joe going to go for the big boot. Oh, Ooh, but Seth managing to get out to his feet and deliver an elbow to the incoming Joe. Well, don't forget, Rollins is the architect... <coughs> 
Rollins is the architect. He's got a plan for everything. Oh, hits him with a switchblade and just like that. If he's been beating up for 10 minutes low, hitting that one move on Joe's not going to keep it down. Rollins will be able to get the energy to go for a pin. He's got to try and get it back on his side. He's going for the punches and the chops on the corner. And Rollins now trying to feel that knee. Oh. I've been neck breaker off the second rope and hits. Oh. Hits Joe and only gets a two count. Two. Buff Bagwell would be pleased there with that blockbuster by Rollins. It was a blockbuster, wasn't it? But Seth Rollins still holding that leg, but he just did hit an offensive move. And can he now get back on the attack to smile Joe? (laughs) Oh, just suplexing, but he can't with that leg down. And Joe again just targeting Seth's leg. Goes for a senton, but Seth managing to dodge it. Oh. Super kick there to Joe, who was on his knees. Goes for the cover, but... Oh. <sighs> Joe managing to kick out. Ah. But if we're going to see a replay on that. That was bang on the chin then from Seth Rollins. Did, did he tune up the band a little bit there as well? Mm-hmm. Or was he just trying to shake life into his leg? I think just trying to shake life into that surgically repaired knee. As now he's going to go to the apron. That crazy bastard Seth Rollins. Oh, going up top. Hopping his way up to the top rope. Because he took so much time. Joe's managed to recover. Meets him. Oh, he's in a position for a muscle buster there. But instead, Samoa Joe wants to do more damage as Rollins. Oh, slips between his legs. <coughs> and now he's got Samoa Joe on his shoulders. But he can't carry that weight with the bad knee. And now Joe. Well, it looked like he was going for one of his signature buckle bombs. But... It- Crippled, crippled under the weight of him and Joe. Oh, but fair play to Rollins. Look, like Joe's going to hit suplex. Rollins hit the Falcon Arrow. Couldn't get the pin, but now he's going to the top. Oh, Joe's in the middle of the ring. Rollins. Frog oh. splash hits its mark, but unable to put a cover on straight away because of that knee. But he does get one, and oh. Joe managing to kick out. Oh. The height on that frog splash show, Eddie Guerrero would be proud. But now Rollins, Breeze Ango and Elias Sampson <laughs> versus Enzo Big Casamojo would be the perfect matchup. Well, now these these two gladiators brawling with the jabs. It looks like Rollins had the advantage. <laughs> well, now Joe responding with the slaps goes for a clothesline, I believe, and Seth manages to hit him with a lovely kick to the head. Now, Seth Rollins, it's time to shine. Uh-oh. Oh, as he bounces off the ropes to try and take Joe out, he catches him. Can he get the coquina clutch locked in? I mean, he's, this is what injured Seth first time. He's trying to. Rollins rolls through. Two. Let go. Oh. <laughs> Fucking hell. Joe, let's go at the last. Rollins, let's go at the last second. Joe managed to get his shoulder up. Joe managed to let go of the submission at the last second, stopping the pin. Only a two. And then he turns se- two. <laughs> and then he turns Seth inside out with a big clothesline. And that is literal. And now Joe could clean the clutch, middle of the ring. All she wrote, come on, Joe. If he gets that grapevine locked in, it is all over for come on. Rollins. Come on, don't fuck about Joe. Oh, but Seth managing to fight out, rolls Joe up for the cover. Oh, you motherfuckers. And Seth, out of nowhere, gets a roll-up and pins Samoa Joe. That's not fair, really, is it? I mean, Joe... Well, we've already seen one ridiculous fucking roll-up for a victory. And now we've seen another. Yeah, now we've seen one on the main show. <laughs> so, Joe, majority of that match his. And Rollins managed to get the pin, get the win. 
And Joe looks just as shocked as a pair of us are. Well, we've called it wrong a couple of times. Uh, tonight, I mean, there's nothing you can say. Sometimes you have off days, sometimes you don't. I mean, not a bad match though, Dan. No, it wasn't a bad match between the two. You know, Joe, as we probably thought he would have done, just targeting that knee of Seth Rollins. But, you know, once we thought the first time we had the coquina clutch locked in and Seth got the pin, we didn't expect it to happen again. And actually, Joe coming unstuck by it. No, yeah, exactly. And it makes Joe a little bit... Well, it doesn't make him look weak, just makes him look a bit stupid, doesn't it, you know? And Joe needs to pick up a victory in the next pay-per-view, even if it is against... Seth Rollins, you know, but obviously WWE management have got higher heights for Seth Rollins than they have Finn Balor. I mean, I don't want to, you know, start an argument there, but it looks like that on 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 this pay per view indeed with Balor with the Miz on kick uh, with on kickoff with you know Miz TV Rollins getting a victory over Joe, but unfortunately it means we stay free all as well. We haven't had the outcome, of course, of the Orton and Wyatt match yet, which we're awaiting. So it's only Reigns and Strowman where we know if we've gone different or not, or will be a draw. And we're share the points, Dan. I would assume that we would have the range uh, Strowman match next. Or do you think Bray Wyatt is going to get to your arena now? Well, James, if you assume, you make an arse out of you and me. I don't feel the same emotion as I do when watching an NXT event. Oh, the NXT events are fucking night and day, aren't they? You know, But I, I, I generally look forward to the NXT ones. I think with these ones... Just a matter of getting through it. I mean, I could have done without the first hour of the paper, to be fair. I could have got yeah. rid of those first three matches. I don't even know what the fucking first three matches were now. The kick off the US title. Oh, the US title weren't too bad. But again, it was just like... No, a, you know, it was... Well, we'll, we'll recap it afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Massive sleeper. But again, you know, do you think we're not as excited about them as much because there are too many now? I think, I think that's a problem. I think that is a problem. Because, you know, since the brand split, it's... Two a month, sometimes, you know, three, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, with the NXT live events, there's only five. four or five a year. So, you know, they're, they're a lot more exciting. And yeah, I think you're right with that. I think, you know, WWE needs to look at it and see what they want to do. And, of course, afterwards as well, we've got Raw Talk with the new Women's Champion, Alexa Bliss, and the tag team of Sheamus and Cesaro as we have a limousine pulling up. Also, we're back... In the arena, we see Bray Wyatt getting out of the car now. Of course, he's been through this house of horrors, Dan. He's come back. You say Randy Orton's a driver. Well, like we say, pinfall, submission, or forfeiture is the three things. So are you saying that if Randy fails to make it back to the ring, he's forfeited? Well, like we say, last time we saw Randy, previously on Randy Orton, he had a fridge on him. Uh, that was a House of Horrors match. Will he recover? We don't know. Is he in deep freeze now? Have we seen the replays of the House of Horrors? And Dan, it lived up to his name. It was indeed a House of Horrors. Yes, um, as far as match stipulation, I don't think this was the best. No, it was awful, wasn't it? So we're going to see with Bray White's entrance. If it does, we we see Rad Yorton at all, mate. Maybe we don't. Of course, we've both gone for Bray Wyatt in this match as well, so it doesn't really matter. At least it gets us another point if it is forfeiture as he comes out. But it's not really the best way to build the Bray Wyatt character. I don't know what you think, you know? I mean, if they'd done this to The Undertaker when he first started, you know what I mean? It would have been yeah. like, oh. But then again, you know, The Undertaker had some questionable matches. 
Yeah, but at least you knew who he was. He was an undertaker. Yeah. He wanted to bury people. He had body bags, caskets, wherever he was. With Bray, because it's so... There's so many things, isn't there? You know, it's not just one. It's always these freaky little things. It comes you off... Know, to, is you know, that, is that him trying to be the face of fear? Is yeah, he uh, self-proclaimed? Last time we saw the face of the fear, they were battling Hogan. We saw the giant mummy. Do you know what I mean? So that's ways you can go. You could do it different ways and still be freaky. Sometimes less is more, you know? So do you see him... More going down the boogeyman's yeah, road as opposed going, yeah. to the Undertaker's. Yeah. If you're going to base, you know, and you can't have a carbon copy of the Undertaker, but just look at what he did with Mankind, you know what I mean? From the boilers and that kind of weird gimmick as well. You know, with Bray, there was so much potential there, but WWE just never seemed to know what to do with him. As he comes out now, blows like, out his lantern. Randy Orton's behind him. Lights are on and Randy Orton is behind him, Dan. Who would have seen that? out of nowhere. Randy Orton wins. He's got the chair in his hand. Uh-oh, Dan. Have you backed the wrong horse yet again with your Randy Orton t-shirt? At least the fans in attendance are getting to see Randy Orton person. So where did Randy Orton come from? I mean, he's iced off, obviously. We know that. But Randy Orton says, Bray White over the announce table. Not like Seth Rollins' lucky escape. Straight over the top of it. The situation. And now these Polish. Now the Spanish announcers... The German announcers are in trouble. That's no, that's our announce table. Ain't pumper. Do not put it through. No, that's a rugby. And Orton just grabs Bray by the beard, goes for his suspension DDT, but only onto the matting below. Oh, oh my and he God. hits it. And James, how thick? Protective mats. They're not thick at all. They're so thin, Dan, that the mere concrete beneath bounces off the skull as well. We see Bray there. And Bray is out and in serious trouble. And, and Randy Orton over this feud, in the matches, everything has had Bray Wyatt's number, hasn't he? No matter what, how many trick, how many tricks Bray Wyatt uses. But the Eagle Wells, can he get back into it? Only WWE champion for, what, 40 days? Oh, oh, and Orton just going to work with that chair on the back of Bray Wyatt. You know Randy Orton and where he can get to in his mind. He does. He he just goes to that place and he just switches it up. He listens to the voices in his head. Punt. We haven't seen that for a while since it's been outlawed. Well, no. I mean, this is what he can do. You know, he had no problems just kicking people in the head, RKOing women, as we've seen in the past as well, attacking fathers, you know, like we saw with the cane feud and stuff. Now Orton cheering the crowd. Jim. Well, the crowd's not that happy. Oh. Orton's going to fire himself <laughs> up now to hit the RKO. Here we go. The end is near for Bray Wyatt. Oh, my God. Who the hell are these Bollywood boys? Well, here come Herb and Gov, Herb and Gov Singh. Oh, my God. Go over the top and Orton's catching both of these men. Well, he's dispatching both of the Bollywood boys with ease as he gets his... Oh, my God. Scoop slam, but... Tries locking his sister Abigail, but Orton, with a backslide, hits an RKO. Oh, no, and we haven't seen Jinder Mahal. We've seen the Bollywood ball, oh, boys. As you say that, Jinder Mahal comes from behind with the title that he stole off Randy Orton. And he hits Randy Orton in the back of the head. Just as he was about to deliver an RKO out of nowhere. So the Raw fans who've not watched SmackDown go, why the fuck is Jinder Mahal coming out? <laughs> when did Jinder Mahal get the title yeah, belt? exactly. What's going on? Well, Randy had it won. Like I say, hit the RKO and Bray. But don't hinder Jinder. He's come out here. Well, 
Jinder has certainly hindered Orton's chances at winning this match. Orton dodges the title belt. RKO's Jinder gets hit with... Oh, no, I'm wrong. Orton gets hit in the back with a title yeah. belt. Oh, no. Bray Wyatt delivers Sister Abigail. There you go. Jinder sets up Bray. Bray hits Sister Abigail. Going for the pin. Yay! And now you're right to go against Bray Wyatt. Does win. We do get another point, preciously, actually. Another precious point to save a bit of face in what has been a disastrous picking yeah. for the both of us. You know, we it's both... Great. One of our chances came through with us and another one didn't. No, exactly. We called it wrong. Uh, like I say, the Joe Rollins match and either of us got it and the Jericho Orange as well. We both called that. Faces one where we both went for heels, but the heels won in this one. Bray Wyatt has beaten Randy Orton. Thanks to Jinder Mahal's like I say, that feud between these two men will continue as this one is over. Uh, what do you think of the outcome of that match? As it should do, it took interference from not one, not two, but three men, one of whom was wielding Randy Orton's title belt. So, you know, it it was against all the odds for Randy Orton. It was. Uh, so Randy Orton's got a, a bone, well, he's got a score to settle with Jinder Mahal. Bray Wyatt goes on. I guess Bray and well, I was going to say Finn Balor, but looks like uh, Miz might be getting that match or feud with Balor. They're building Nakamura up than anybody else, aren't they? He's on the SmackDown brand, and he will be there for Backlash as well. But yeah, Bray Wyatt, it'd be interesting if they do a feud with Ambrose, if they do anything else. But what did you think of the House of Horrors then? What was your, what was your uh, overall thoughts on it, Dan? Um, well, don't get me wrong, you know, it was, it was a bit of a disappointing start. But again, you know, it, it's... Something different from your standard match in a ring. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give it that. Give you know, that. there was there was a bit of storyline, and you say you like a bit of personal side to feuds, and you know, it was a personal feud. You know, it it started with Orton burning down the Wyatt's compound, and then takes it to Bray Wyatt's house. You know, and to finally finish off this feud between the two with a bit of hindrance from Jinderance and his yeah. two Stooges. That's giving uh, Bray Wyatt the victory. Yeah, but you talk about personal there. Another personal feud on the Raw brand. And what is going to be our main event now is between Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman. And let's have a look at the promo. There is not a soul walking the earth who can stop him. A monster among men. Appetite for destruction. As if the size, the speed, the ability isn't scary enough. How do you stop Braun Strowman? You don't. I want more competition, or else. Roman Reigns closing in on the Universal Championship. What the hell? Oh my God! Braun Strowman is attacking Reigns, and he's just bounced Roman Reigns off the German announce table, and he's not done yet. Braun Strowman just laid waste to Roman Reigns. This short and sweet. I want Braun Strowman right now. We know Roman Reigns lives for the big fight, but when it comes to Braun Strowman, the fight doesn't get any bigger, any meaner, any nastier than the monster among men. Almost just salivating at the thought of what should I do next to Roman Reigns? Oh, 
just said, this is my yard, and by God, tonight, it was. Roman! Roman Reigns, you got lucky. Your luck, it runs out tonight. say I broke Roman Reigns in half. And now that Roman's out of my way, I intend to tear through the entire locker room and show the world that I am the monster among men. Brock, what point are you trying to prove? You've done enough damage. What on earth? Oh my God! The ring just imploded! Still more to come. You know, that's exactly what Roman said. Despite his injuries, I'm gonna give him exactly what he wants. And that's a match with you at payback. What? Prediction-wise, we are four points apiece heading into the main event. So, this could go either way. Well, could this split the difference between myself and yourself? What did you think of this promo? It's very interesting. These are the two big men on Raw, you know, barring Brock Lesnar. These are the two big future stars as well. And they've been a collision course for a long time. Dating back to the Royal Rumble, of course, Strowman cost Roman Reigns that match against Kevin Owens, you know, and of course, Roman Reigns did beat Strowman at Fastlane. Who can remember? Forget. Of course, I picked Reigns for that when you went Strowman. So, anyway, uh, but yes, Reigns has beaten Strowman at Fastlane. 
Of course, since then, Reigns did a little thing of beating the Undertaker at WrestleMania, and now Strowman's coming kind of back into the fold after being forgotten about, to be fair, from WrestleMania. He has, but he certainly made his impact with the largest member of the Shield family, and or the well, largest member of the former Shield family. And, you know, he's tipped him over in an ambulance, and he's done all sorts of uh, destruction to Roman Reigns. No, not just Roman Reigns as well, as we've seen the past month on Raw. Strowman has absolutely destroyed the entire roster, anybody that's opposed him as well. They're building up to be a monster again, even though he did back off to Brock Lesnar. But if they are going to build up Reigns and Strowman until next year, then they, uh, Reigns versus Lesnar until next year, they're going to need something in the, in the meantime, aren't they? You know, And <laughs> Braun Strowman, like I say, the attack on Roman Reigns, Boards on the ridiculous, but actually turned out to be a really good angle as well because it just showed what Braun Strowman could do. And, of course, the fans loved it, which helped. Are you a fan of Braun Strowman? I was, what they were doing with him. And then, like I say, he loses. They've forgotten about him, didn't they? They made him lose at Fastlane. And then at WrestleMania, of course, losing the Memorial Battle Royal, which I don't want to talk about. And, of course, all of a sudden, he's a bit of a threat. But I don't know. It's weird. They they sometimes do it right, and then they completely forget about it next time. Like I say, the way he beat Carlisto, well, but beat Goldust up, our truth. So, Dan, here's a moment of truth. It's your go, so come for in the main event of WWE Payback. I have gone for Strowman Reigns. Oh, you gone Roman Reigns. Have you gone for Braun Strowman? <laughs> so, James, I can't take the suspense... Any longer, who have you gone for? I'm going to explain my reasons why as well. Because this man at the moment is unstoppable. Especially what after what happened at WrestleMania. Tonight, he's definitely going to get the ring. The win. I've gone for Roman. Strowman. I've gone for Braun Strowman. Oh. <laughs> so, damn, it is your chance to level with Roman Reigns. It's weird because at Fastlane... The reverse fixture, if you were. Prediction-wise, I went for Roman Reigns. You went for Strowman. Reigns did... No, you didn't. You d- I'm lying to you. I went Roman Reigns. You went for no contest. So in this one, I've gone for Strowman. Why have you gone for Roman Reigns for, Dan? Because he's coming out injured. And, of course, that doesn't paint a big fucking bullseye on his fucking shoulder, does it? Like, I just have beaten that uh, Roman Reigns has taken from Strowman in the... Recent weeks, you know, he's gonna he's gonna come out on top against Braun Strowman. I have no doubt in my mind that hundred percent Roman Reigns would beat Braun Strowman, but this is not a hundred percent Roman Reigns. He's clear to wrestle. I don't know how we saw the assault with the ambulance. Reigns is taken. Strowman at the moment needs a victory. I think tonight he will beat the chosen one, Roman Reigns, but we'll find out. But how can you go against a man? Beat the Undertaker at WrestleMania. You can't. But if Rain, Reigns beats Strowman, then it's Reigns and Lesnar straight away, isn't it? You know, with a Strowman victory here tonight, you could do a Strowman Lesnar and then build towards the Reigns and Lesnar match eventually. But like you say, Reigns don't count him out because he is tough. But with a bandage on, maybe a one arm as well. But he's starting already. Punches to Strowman's head. And Strowman seems to like that. Oh, but Strowman runs into a big boot from Reigns. 
Can oh. the big dog get this match finished early? Well, what does Reigns have to do if he wants to win it? Um, obviously, protect that shoulder. Uh, just try and put Strowman away as early and as quickly as possible. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, with Strowman, he needs to just attack, attack, attack. Reigns looking to suicide dive his way to Strowman, but Strowman wisely stepping out of the way. But that's not going to stop Reigns, and he tries to go for a drive-by, but Strowman catches him round the throat and just throws him into the barricade. <laughs> now that's shoulder power. first. That's power by Braun Strowman. See, again, this is why I should watch Raw, because then I would have known that Ro- Roman Reigns is completely fucked up. Well, choke Sam on the announce table, and a Raw from Strowman. But like we say, Superman might fight back, Dan. You know, he's had his ass kicked in the past. Yeah, of course he will. It's just the power of Braun Strowman. It's been close so far, like we say, four points each, one point in it, Dan. Well, again, you know, as far as a pay-per-view goes, we're normally very similar in our results. You know, only one match probably defining the swing of momentum, if any. And this match, we've, what, had three, four? Yeah, we've had, yeah, yeah, exactly. Three big differences, and it's paid off times each way. And, and like I say, in the main event, we are going to get a point for it as well. With Strowman just collapsing Roman Reigns. Yeah, anyway, Strowman's like those big doorknobs. You just need to knock the door of Roman Reigns down. And like we say, he'll be in control. Well, Strowman now is going to throw Reigns into the... Oh, my God, the ring post. Shoulder first on that damage shoulder. We have no idea. Yeah, like you say, Dan, that power of Strowman throwing Reigns. We have no idea how damaged that arm is of Roman Reigns as he throws him into the stairs. Referee's counting, so it could be disqualification. Strowman could get disqualified as he runs into Reigns. Oh, and just crushes him into the stairs, and didn't look that effective, to be fair. But well, I don't know if he was meant to move, but Strowman... Stairs, and Reigns is in all sorts of trouble, but... Well, he's not fully... If you were going to do it on the game of SmackDown, Roman Reigns' body would be deep red at this point as he even came out for this match, so... Is it me, or have they put a little bit of makeup over his Superman tattoo? What, Braun Strowman? Well, no, Roman Reigns' one. Oh, don't be a dick, Dan. Don't just because you <laughs> do not want not be down yet. You don't know. Well, yes, like I say, Strowman's got the Superman tattoo. They might have done a little bit. He's got a nice tan, though, as he working Roman Reigns now. And knees to... Well, I think they're all directed at that shoulder. And now he's going to go just massive clothesline down. And who's going to get payback here tonight? Strowman going for the pin. Yeah, but Dan, Strowman's wearing Reigns down. And he's been in control of the majority of the match, just like the Samoa Joseph. And he'd just be like another former member of S.H.I.E.L.D. to pull out a victory as well. And look at Strowman just wearing down Roman Reigns with that bear hug on the ground. It's not a sleeper, but still, please take a drink at everybody at home. Yeah, he's squeezing the life out of the big dog. I mean, how much more can Roman Reigns take? Well, he's Superman. He beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Only one man before him has ever done that. He's beaten Braun Strowman before. Yes, he's been through hell a couple of weeks ago as well. Maybe he wants to do it for Rosie in this match, Dan. Is his brother or his uncle? His brother. His brother. brother, yeah. Strowman powering Reigns away, but Reigns managing to dodge. But is that all Roman can, though? We don't know. We're going to see now what can Roman pull out of the bag. Oh, trying to attack the big man with some clotheslines, but Braun Strowman's barely shaking on his feet. No, the big man's not been off his feet 
Oh, Knight Reigns going to try that now. Uh-oh. Goes for a Superman punch, but gets caught around the throat. But Roman Reigns manages to get some separation and a big uppercut. Oh, my God. Look at the power of Reigns picking Braun Strowman up. Oh, <laughs> delivers a Samoan and drop. One, two. But Strowman pushing out so powerfully that he lifts Reigns to his feet. Yeah, that's an impressive strength. But now Reigns trying to get the feeling back into his arm. It's an impressive feat on most men, but on someone the size of Roman Reigns, he's, he's a big man himself. Exactly. And now he's got Braun Strowman backed up in a corner. Hit these padded clotheslines. He might be, well, his body might be broken, but his right arm still works. And his spirit is going to be out there. Exactly. Clubman. Referee's saying, come on now, I've got to count. Oh, he's eliminated him. Oh, and himself. Both men are out of the Royal Rumble. And on the outside here, I mean, double disqualification would mean a draw in this <laughs> one as well. Oh, and Reigns, though, building up some power. Oh, running round for that drive-by. And he hit it, but can he capitalise? Like we say, the beating that he's taken It's going to take a Herculean effort. But if anybody could do it, it's Roman Reigns. Well, there is a reason why he's the man that delivers the Superman punch. And now he's ooh-ahhing. Spear time. Oh, Uh-oh. but he gets caught. Goes in a power slam, but Strowman gets him up. Power slam. Got to go run him into the ring post. Oh, Reigns with the backslide. Throws Strowman headfirst into that ring post. And yeah, he's in a lot of trouble ring post. <laughs> oh, the ring post again. Strowman runs right into the ring post. Yes, and the ring must have moved at least three or four inches, and he's busted the lights on it. Oh, my God. I think they just turned that off. Yeah, I think they did. Close up there of the ring post. And Reigns, oh, no, don't get a count out, Victory. Up to six now. Come on, Strowman. Seven. Come on, ref. Count fast. Like eight. Count, why'd you count it so fast? No, Strowman's up. Come Nine. on. Nine. No, come on, Strowman. T- oh. Braun Strowman back in the ring. The last second, literally. Run and hit him with a Superman punch. Couple of spears. Oh, no. Here comes Rain. Spear. Boom. Big spear on the big man. One. He's going to kick out. Two. Yeah. <sighs> he did kick out. And Daniel, uh. just like that little girl in the audience going, no. 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 Roman's only fan. <laughs> I believe in you, big man. Oh, he hits it. Can't get the job done. But is that the last act of desperation or is there more in the tank of Roman Reigns? Well, I don't think he could have got all that hook on the lateral press there with one arm. I was going to say, 100% Reigns, we've proven before, he can beat Braun Strowman, but Braun tonight, I suppose Braun's got a chip in his shoulder. Everything that's happened to him over the past couple of months. As Reigns now, what's he looking for? Another spear. Oh, oh, but runs right into a big boot. Oh, and now Strowman's got him up. Oh, oh going for that. Reigns kind of with the backslide. Going for the power Bang! Bomb. Oh, Superman no. punch. Gets hit with a Superman punch. Strowman's rocking. Boom! Oh. Second Superman punch. And Strowman's knocked to his knees. And Roman Reigns feeling it. Come on. Come on. Before he gets up. And he's going to go for that big spear running the ropes twice. Oh, but gets caught. Oh, my God, Strowman caught him in that submission. Fucking hell. Well, he's beaten many a man. Men, men, men. He's beaten many, many men. Men, men, men. <laughs> many men with his submission. Oh, man. And Reigns is going out. Strowman's got him up. Running power slam. Bang. Oh. Go for the cover. One, One two. two. Oh, no, Reigns. Reigns managing to <laughs> kick out. Uh. Well, Strowman's face. 
much like myself, in a sort of shock what? amusement. Which way is this going to go, Dan, eh? We do it to ourselves every month. Braun Strowman, don't take your time with Roman Reigns. Just squash him like a bug. From against the ropes, he's going to respond with a Superman punch, hit a spear, hit the one, two, three. Strowman, picking Reigns up for the oh. running power slam again. Got it! Go for the pin. One, two, two come. <laughs> and Braun Strowman pins Roman Reigns after that running power slam. Unbelievable. Pins him as clean as you like. I mean, what do you think of the match? I'll tell you what, it was probably one of the most exciting matches of the night. It was a lot of back and forth. And, you know, when I saw Roman Reigns come out in the state that he was, I would have played a calls it as I sees it card and changed my vote there and then. Yeah. But, you know, aside from the match, Roman Reigns fought back the best he could. And, yeah, you know, for two big fellas, a match that, for me... I didn't really have high expectations of certainly impressed me and it you know it delivered yeah yeah without a doubt uh, I thought it was a really really good match like it, it played the story it's, it's the story told wasn't it you know and I don't think it's over Strowman's throwing the stairs back in the ring so Strowman they're going to try and go for a bit more destruction on the big dog I mean he's not just happy with a victory he wants to put this man out for good. Yeah, he really does. He wants him down and out. And Strowman, who just pinned Reigns, they're going to try and finish him. He's got the stairs. Reigns got any life in him. <laughs> Thank you, Strowman Chance. Strowman's got him up in a running power slam position. Ribs first, all stairs there. And if the damage wasn't done before, James, it's certainly going to be done now. It is. Well... One more time, chance <laughs> from the crowd. I really hate Roman Reigns. But he put in another good performance. You can't have a go at him, can you? No. You know, for, not going to take anything away from Strowman, but for the kind of opponent he had, you know, it was it was as good as match as you could have with someone yeah. like him. And it's without doubt Braun Strowman's biggest victory to date to be able to oh, beat Roman definitely. Reigns. Yeah, beat Roman Reigns clean. And I think it does lead, like we say, Lesnar's first defense is what in July couple of months' time, and <laughs> Strowman's not finished with range yet. Still steps straight into the ribs. Well, no doubt he's in charge tonight. It is Braun Strowman. And is that internal bleeding I see from Roman Reigns? Oh, it might be. I mean, Reigns is busted up. Oh, my God. Look at internal bleeding, Dan. He definitely does have internal yeah, bleeding. Yeah, they'll see blood coming out there. That is, that is bad. You're getting checked by trainers. What destruction. I should say, before you start shouting at me, with that, Braun Strowman, I do get the point. Goes 5-4, I do get the pay-per-view victory, Dan. And I do go 5-2 up on the scores. But what did you think of the card as a whole? Well, there was... It started off very disappointing. You know, as far back as the kickoff match, the Cunts versus Ganderson, it was a terrible match. You know, as far as tag team matches go, um, you know, they certainly picked it up in the Hardys versus Seamus and Sh- Seamus and Cesaro match you know it was it was everything you'd need in a tag team match and you know that's when the card started to change for the good the Haley versus uh, the Bailey versus Bliss match you know the ending was a bit funky you know I'm not I quite sure it. I enjoyed that match I thought it was a great match at Alexa Bliss versus Bailey I really tell you what I really enjoyed that and the Reigns Strowman match for some reason I don't know why it's going to be strange uh, no but what was your uh, what's your favourite match what other matches did you like 
don't know. This this was one of you know, despite the re- the way the result went, as far as matches go, you know, it was a good match. The tag team match, again, you know, that's it was everything you expected from a tag match. You know, the Owens Y two J match, the start of it was horrendously slow, boring, and longed out, but the second half. You know, it was a great match. Yeah. You saw the personal feud come into it and, you know, it picked up there. The Aries-Neville match, again, it leaves open for yet another title match yeah. for Austin Aries to have against him. Um, you know, the Orton-Wyatt match started off very disappointing in the House of Horrors. It didn't impress yeah. me that. The, it just, you know, had to show that how much it has to take to take the Orton down. Take the order there, yeah. Uh, right, yeah. Like I say, I could have done with about the first hour. Uh, I really, uh, Bailey and Bliss. I think that was better than I thought. The Sheamus and Zara attack at Hardy's afterwards. That was really good. Aries and Neville surprised me, as did the end of the YTJ Owens match as well. Uh, Joe and Rollins was okay. Again, didn't like the finish of that. Yeah. And Orton White was a bag of shit. And of course, so was the kickoff match. But what was your match of the night? Hardy's versus Sheamus and Cesaro. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair enough. Uh, I've got to say, mine was the Strowman Reigns. I think they pulled it out. I think it was quite good between the two. Only a short match, hard hitting. But I like that kind of stuff. Do you know what I mean? I think if they go back and forth, him and Lesnar will have quite a good match, him and Strowman, you know. And it showed him as a dominant force, which is always good. Ranking out of 10, Dan? I'll give it a six and a half. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I don't think it was anything to write home about. The Bliss victory was quite unexpected, as was the Jericho win. But I don't think we saw like a great, great match, did we? Anything we really will be talking about. No, I certainly wasn't any match of the year contenders. No. It felt more like a setup pay for you, didn't it? Like I say, I wouldn't see anything on here that I probably wouldn't see on Raw either, which kind of, yeah. you know, maybe a little bit longer matches and stuff. But it just felt like a bigger setup towards SummerSlam, you know, the ne- all the next, the next time a pay per view really matters. Uh, but the next time we'll be with you live like this will be NXT TakeOver and then, of course, the following night for W Backlash. Uh, so that is April the 30th, 2017, going into the 1st of May. So, yes, it's been two weeks since WWE Payback. We are recording this May 14th and a lot has happened in those two weeks. We're just going to go back and start right towards the end of Payback and we start off with Raw Talk, Dan. Uh, yes, well, before getting to Renee and company, we start with Carl, Booker and Corey covering the end to the Braun Reigns feud. They show Reigns leaving through the back as he is coughing up blood, so he must definitely have internal bleeding. Most definitely, yeah. Uh, he is being helped by officials as they show how the match ended and Braun's post-match beatdown. Yeah, and they go back to Reigns as he is trying to get into an ambulance and we hear, I'm not finished with you as Braun charges. Reigns moves low and Braun charges through the ambulance door, taking it off the hinges. Reigns recovers enough to slam the other door on Braun, which causes him to leave. Reigns struggles to get to his feet with blood in his mouth as Cole throws it to Renee and Jerry Lawler. And what what a start to Raw talk. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. You know, it's this feud's been building up for a little while. They took a, a bit of a hiatus when... Reigns and Undertaker had their little WrestleMania feud, but it's back on big time. Yeah, most definitely. So we're back with Renee and Jerry. Uh, yeah, Renee and Lawler are a bit freaked out by that ending and the beating that Reigns took. They discuss Roman's injuries for a bit before trying to recap the show. 
and uh, they decide to move on, and that brings out Alexa Blistan, eh? Who, uh, <laughs> well, uh, we got on to that minute, who I picked to win the women's title, but that's neither here or there. She wants to know where the balloons are. She gets in a dig at Renee's wardrobe as she asks if a parade will break out if she says Beetlejuice three times. That joke was made a few times on Twitter tonight about Renee's jacket. She's still hot, though. <laughs> yeah, she is down, yeah. They put over the history that Alexa made as she is the first woman to hold the Raw and SmackDown versions of the women's title, which I said was going to go to Charlotte. did, indeed. Uh, she faced a hostile environment tonight, and in the end, better. Alexa is still bummed by the lack of celebration, and Renee apologises. Alexa talks about all the hype for the four horsewomen while she's in XT, and yet she is one to make history, which is an excellent point, Dan, isn't it? You know? uh, yeah, you know, she, was, she wasn't part of the four horsewomen, but... You know, she's come out and I said before, well, I said a little while ago that she was a rip off of, she's a rip off of Harley Quinn. But since then, I've... Yeah. <laughs> and you're not the only one because King puts over Alexa and she says she's best at taking advantage uh, at the perfect time. Alexa says she's off to find a place to celebrate since there's nothing for her here. Next, they talk about the House of Horrors match. And judging by the videos online, the live crowd hated it. So not only did the live crowd hate it, but the crowd here watching it hated it as well. Yes, we did. We all hated it, yeah. The King says it was nothing like he thought as he figured it might be more tongue-in-cheek with monsters and such, probably like something out of Hardy's Broken World. And instead, it was played seriously. The stuff in the ring was probably better than they gave us at Mania, which is kind of sad, even with the running leading to the finish. They hype Jinder versus Randy at Backlash for the WWE title, and Lawler thinks Jinder is toast. No kidding. Well, is that, I wouldn't be surprised that you back Randy Orton in that as well, so you agree with what Jerry the King Lawler says. And Jericho winning the US title is talked about next, and King is happy because he picked Jericho to win. So well done, King. You're probably the only few people that actually did, you know? And Renee is thrilled that Jericho's heading to SmackDown Live. Uh, Renee and King wonder where Owens goes from here, and... Basically, I'm wondering the same thing. Does he go back to Raw? Does he sound SmackDown now? I mean, what's the deal? I've no idea, you know. Hopefully, he puts on a suit and becomes the face of America. Yeah. Up next. The tag team titles next as they talk about Jeff Hardy getting a tooth kicked out of his mouth by Sheamus. <coughs> Cesaro and Sheamus join the set and they enjoy seeing replay after replay of Jeff getting his tooth kicked out. They even show it in super slow-mo, and it did look quite painful. Yeah, and it's something that I noted as well. I thought it like popped out of his uh, mouth. I didn't know it was his front tooth, but yeah. They show post-match where Cesaro finally joins Sheamus on the dark. And Sheamus is rather proud of Cesaro, and he's so happy that they have clicked. And like we said, it's been a long time coming, isn't it? But now Cesaro has, like we say, fully embraced the dark side. I think it'll be good for him. And for guys that lost tonight, they're rather happy as well. And I think... I think they should be really. Cesaro wants to see more highlights and they sh- again show Jeff getting his tooth kicked out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah, and Lola is also happy to see the aggressive side and tells him to stop shaking hands before matches. Sheamus has been waiting for this side of Cesaro for so long and all it took was the Hardys to bring it out. Yeah, exactly. And it should be good now. The feud will matter now because the Cesaro Sheamus knocking out the Hardys. They've actually got something to fight about other than the tag team title as well. It becomes personal, doesn't it, you know? Yeah, which is what we like to see in a feud. Lola asks if they will continue this attitude and Cesaro sarcastically says they will go back to shaking hands and kissing babies. I don't think he means that, you know. <laughs> well, the sarcasm in his voice suggests otherwise, but yeah. 
Lawler then admits it was a stupid question, and Cesaro says he expects that kind of question from Renault. They promise to get their titles back as they are the future. They don't raise the bar because they are the bar. Seamus then says they are heading to a bar. No, he's Irish, isn't he? You know, pint of Guinness to celebrate. Renee and King wrap up the show. And this was better than most editions of Raw Talk, wasn't it, Dan? Yeah. I mean, the Brawl and Reign stuff was fine. Alexa has used this format for all appearances on Talking Smack, and it showed as well. And Seamus and Cesaro were fun, as it was great to see Cesaro finally embrace his dark side. So that's it for Raw Talk. And for Payback, and the following night on Monday Night Raw as well, we got the, uh, was that Finn Balor came out? So because he's never lost the Universal title, he deserves a shot. Was Jen joined by Seth Rollins, of course. And then The Miz came out, said he wanted a shot as well. But Dean Ambrose, the Intercontinental Champion, said, well, tonight we'll have a triple threat match, and the winner of that can face me for the Intercontinental title, seeing as I'm the only champion that can defend it. And in the main event, thanks to some cheating, uh, The Miz won. So it will be the Miz versus Ambrose for the eye. Apart from that, I mean, nothing really else happened in that edition of Raw to really talk about. Over on SmackDown, though, it was quite interesting regarding his payback, wasn't it, Dan? Jinder Mahal <laughs> defeated Sami Zayn. Ty Dillinger, the perfect 10, defeated Aiden English. Carmella and Natalia defeated Naomi and Charlotte Flair. Dolph Ziggler defeated Sin Cara. Kevin Owens defeated Chris Jericho to win back the US Championship. And then used a chair to the throat on the ring post. Yeah, so not only did he win the championship that he lost at payback, Kevin Owens, he then assaulted Jericho, like so, with a chair around the neck. Thrown the ring post, looks like Jericho's going to be out for at least a couple of months. And with the Fozzie tour coming up, that probably helps, doesn't it, you know? Yeah. But well, how can he sing? Uh, we'll see how he before he can't sing anyway. Some people say, but like we said, payback Jericho won, and then on the, the SmackDown straight afterwards, Owens won it back. So we thought about that, uh, and like we say, Raw nothing really much happened. Raw nothing really much happened on SmackDown, but on Talking SmackDown, uh, on Talking Smack, AJ Styles went off on the episode of Talking Smack, ranting about Raw taking SmackDown Live superstars. For a while, it looked like AJ Styles would leave SmackDown Live to join Raw in the superstar shakeup. However, he remained on the blue brand, while other top names moved from Tuesday nights to Monday nights. Since this happened, Styles has cut promos about being the man who built SmackDown Live. Whether this holds water or not, he has been positioned as the top star on the show, even when John Cena appears. Exception can be made for Cena's two-week WWE Championship reign from January to February. On Tuesday's Talking Smack, Styles defended his brand. He went off on how SmackDown is the land of opportunity and name-dropped Jinder Mahal as someone who's trying to show what he's got and on the right brand. This closed with a phenomenal one saying SmackDown makes the stars while Raw takes them. It sounded like as close to a shoot as possible. So was Styles shooting, Dan? Probably not, no. I think he was... There was obviously a bit of truth in there because, you know, SmackDown is kind of like a feeder brand. They build stars up and then Raw's like, oh, yeah, we skim off the top and take the best one. Why AJ Styles didn't leave as part of the best ones, but it's good to see that he remained true to the blue. Yeah, and Raw's always been perceived as a top WWE show. It was the first of the two weekly cable WWE programs to start and has been aired live for almost two decades. An extraordinary emphasis was placed on the flagship show over SmackDown after the first plan split after the first brand split ended and it was stuck in a disastrous Friday night slot for years before moving to Thursdays in 2016. And the SmackDown remained taped from the day it was born until the 2016 WWE Draft 
too. So let's do appeal to the fans that want live programming and could just read the spoilers on to see if they want to watch the show. So, I mean, it's done three nights, isn't it? Tuesday, Thursdays and Fridays. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Go on. This all plays into what Styles said, basically. Uh, with SmackDown being the number two show for years, which has been the case with both brand splits, the stars that develop on the secondary show have been moved up to Raw plenty of times. John Cena being drafted to, to Raw in 2005, just as his face that runs the place era was taken off, is evidence of this. Alexa Bliss, The Miz, and Bray Wyatt are all modern-day examples of this. Yeah, and the curious part of this is Styles not been included in this group. And like we say, he fits the profile of someone making a jump from SmackDown to Raw after putting on a quality performance on the brand splits B show. So, I mean, it's interesting comments, but I don't think anything really comes to this. I mean, like we say, we talk about what's been better Raw or SmackDown for years now, haven't we? You know, it's going back to 2002. Yeah. So, it's not anything new. All right, so we move on now, just wrapping everything up, and the European Tour. Well, WWE starts their hectic post-WrestleMania tour of Europe with the Raw brand already off for their first show in Italy and the SmackDown crew leaving after tonight's broadcast for Scotland. Yeah, in total, it will be 22 shows in 12 days across 14 different countries in Europe. And this tour used to start a week after WrestleMania, but this year, WWE altered the touring schedule to give everyone some time off before starting this very tough tour. Yeah, uh, the the tour starts on May the 3rd with one show at the in Rome, Italy. On May the 4th, be with you, 100 episode. Yeah. On May the 4th, there are two shows, one at Unipol Arena in Bologna, Italy, the other at the SSE Hydro in Glasgow, Scotland. Yeah, and on May 5th, there's one in, the, uh, in Dublin, Ireland, and then there's one in Cardiff, Wales as well. May 6th we'll have one show at the uh, it, May the 6th Plaza de Talos de Valencia one Valencia. show yeah one show will be in Valencia and the other one will be in Northern Ireland as well May 6th uh, on May the 7th it's one at the Liverpool Echo Arena uh, in England and one at the Coliseum de Coruña in Monday Night Raw will be live to tape on May the 7th from the O2 in London England while the SmackDown crew will run a show at the Bournemouth International Centre. Dan, I don't care how much you big up the Bournemouth International Centre, I'm still not going to be impressed by the title of that arena. They could call it anything they wanted. Uh, SmackDown will be live to tape from the O2 at the same time. The Raw crew will be in, in Lille, France, of course, and then one show in Zurich on May 10th, Switzerland, and one, at the, uh, one in Birmingham as well. Uh, Germany gets their only show on May 11th at the Porsche Arena in Stuttgart and Sheffield gets its turn with a show at the Sheffield Arena on May 12th. It's one show at the Country Hall in Belgium and one show in Newcastle yeah, and then the on the last show in England. Yeah, and then on May 13th, we've got one show in Stockholm, Sweden, and one at the Ahoy in Rotterdam, Netherlands. And the final show will be May 14th in Copenhagen, Denmark, and they are getting around with this European tour, then, aren't they? Oh, most definitely, yeah. But with such like a varied nationalities on the both shows, they can, you know, they can afford to do it in all different countries, and you know, the fans will go. Yes, exactly. If you build it, they will come, as they say. And of course, we are there for Raw and SmackDown Monday and Tuesday. And like I say, it is the fourteenth of May, so we have been 
Dan, and um, I mean, we talk about uh, what I've done for us everywhere. We, I've printed out the card so we can talk about it as well. So we went Monday and Tuesday. Should I give a little bit of setup to let everybody know what we're doing? Basically, yeah, we went there on Monday. We had two different sets of tickets. So I'm going to speak about this. Oh, hello, go on, go for there, it, right? go for it. So we bought tickets for this show. Now, I'm not flush with money, don't get me wrong, but the tickets cost £250 each and it was a vip experience so the seats were meant to be really good and it's a vip experience guys i mean you're paying for it aren't you you know most definitely yeah but it wasn't quite what it seemed no it it wasn't so we should say dan this is your third year going to monday night raw isn't it you know it is indeed yes and it's my well i've been last five years i said i started in 2010 now first of all you get to the o2 it's lovely on the outside you go in and it's it's not finished it's never been finished since i've been there it won't be finished i don't think ever you know the inside is always like this but we got there went for tickets uh, of course, you would think the tickets would be outside. They were, but they were hiding around the corner, weren't they, from the, the T-shirt uh, stand? They were, yes. And with with no instructions on how to get to the ticket office, you know, what we needed to do when we got there, we was going in blind. Yes, we were. So no one to help you. So you went in there, you saw this very nice lady, I, I say that very sarcastically, and um, she gave me the tickets, you go, there, there you go. So we, we looked at the tickets and they said uh, the VIP package. Of course, you would think someone would say, oh, you've got the VIP package. Here's where you need to go for it. There's where you go for your tickets, you yeah. know. Or you would think that one of the stewards, because <laughs> yeah. that is their job, to steward people to where they're supposed to be, helping them out. You would have thought they would have said, yep, you go here, you go there. But after going up to three or four different stewards... Nothing. Nothing. Like, honestly, they didn't have a fucking clue. What happened is I went up to this, uh, this girl who was doing the programme. So, excuse me, do you know where to go? She said, try the O2 co- concierge. I went there. The guy still didn't, weren't sure, really. He said, well, you queue up on the B. Because anybody who goes there in public usually has to go around to H. We had the B entrance there. And they said, oh, you, we don't know about the, the merchandise thing. Maybe we have to queue up. Now, anybody's ever been to these events? I mean, there was thousands of people there queuing up to get T-shirts, oh, weren't thousands, there? thousands, yeah. And the queues, um, they don't exactly move that quickly either. So no. after queuing on the right-hand side <laughs> of the merchandise stands, because, you know, we thought merchandise package, merchandise. Yeah, exactly. We'd just try and direct ourselves. <laughs> yeah. So after queuing for ages, we queued up to get to the end, to the front of the queue, only, be told, only to be told, no, it's on completely the other side of the merchandise stand. Exactly. So then I didn't get a t-shirt because I thought, well, maybe we get a couple of t-shirts with the merchandise deal as well, which, you know, it's been that amount of money on it. We get taken across by this, uh, the guy actually tells us to go all the way left-hand lane, and we get there, and there is nothing there, basically. It was just an empty yeah. table, wasn't it? It was there, a table, know? yeah. So we wondered what to do for a while. We go uh, get some food. We go, we go get some food. <laughs> we go get a subway. Yeah, go get a subway. So the subway, subway is shut now. Apparently, I looked on the side because they haven't paid their leases. I have no idea why, but there was no subway there. Now anybody's been in the O2 knows the food is ridiculously expensive as well. Uh, but we will get on to that. So we went outside. Got got some sushi, didn't I? From that, <laughs> from Tesco Asda. Uh, waited around. Thought, right, we go back up there. Went up there, uh, went back up to the merchandise, still nobody there. So we did this two or three times. Uh, the weather weren't great either, was it? You know what I mean? It was, it was downcast. Uh, and, and it was a bit of a weird atmosphere as well, I feel, because like there was a lot of older people there, and usually you get kind of a nice mix. Uh, and, and I didn't think the crowd was all that friendly either. But uh, then we finally go back in, and there is a little line, isn't there? You know? yeah. Now on to the rant. If that wasn't the rant, this is going to be the rant. <laughs> So we go up there, 
And we queue up behind, and uh, we've, got, we've got tickets in hand as well. Again, no one is telling us what to do. We're just standing in line, hoping to get there. There's a woman with a bit of paper, and literally, this is all it is, people. There is a table there. She's sitting behind a table with a bit of paper. You say, uh, dancer, excuse me, we've got the merchandise uh, tickets. What would we really do? She goes, you got a name? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you got names? name? Right, uh, James Rowland. She looks down. Oh, yeah, there you go. And she passes us these two bags. Drawstring bag. Stri- yeah, that's the best part. It's drawstring bag. Now, we got a little email beforehand uh, from Ax- uh, for the people we got the tickets off saying, this is what to expect. Uh, you get a free drawstring bag, a photograph picture of a WWE superstar, two merchandise items as well. So you're thinking, oh, bloody hell. But the, the bag's not a big damn what was in our merchandise pack. Um, well, you know, as we was walking out, we thought we would have a quick look. So we pulled out a baseball hat, yeah, yeah. which it wasn't a bad hat, no, to be no, fair. No, yeah. It was, you know, a WWE VIP branded hat, yeah. uh, a sports water bottle. And looking at the pair of us, neither of us do much sport. So <laughs> that was about as much use as a chocolate teapot. Yeah. Uh, we had a program, which yes. after flicking through the program, it's got wrestlers such as Mauro Ronaldo <laughs> and, you know... Alberto Del Rio, who are no longer part of the company. And it is not a program. Yes. It is just pictures of wrestlers and their Twitter handles. Yes. It's the opposite of a program. It doesn't tell you what's going to happen. It is just a big poster book. Now, Lee was selling these separate, like I say, the women was for £15 each as well. T-shirts, I should note, were £25 each. Unless they're trying to push a superstar, then they're only a tenner. So John Cena top, Enzo Big Cass was there yeah. as well. There was these stupid Enzo, we talk about merchandise, got it. stupid Enzo, or Dan, you can talk about Lee. There were these most ridiculously stupid Enzo hair pieces. So basically, you can have hair like Enzo Amore. Now, personally, I'd rather have hair like Paul Heyman. But, you know, neither here nor there. It's, it's fun for the kids. I yes, suppose. but it weren't just the kids that were wearing them. No, there was adults. There were some adults who thought they were. Uh, thought they were clever. Now, we didn't get any, but I looked in WWE shop, and they retail for £20 as well. So if you're someone who's going up there, and you'll get maybe a couple of T-shirts, the Enzo thing, uh, you know, you're spending nearly £100. The Roman Reigns, the best I saw, were 40 quid each. Of course, you had the Money in the Bank briefcase, the small and big ones. I mean, we saw it up last year, didn't we, the Money in the Bank yeah, briefcase? that was £50. Yeah, you had uh, replica WWE titles, which were three hundred and fifty or two hundred and fifty. Uh, I think three hundred and three hundred and fifty yeah. pound, which you know, and yeah, I suppose if you're a kid going there, carrying them around, it'd be a bit of a laugh yeah. for a kid. But I think everyone I saw with a replica title was an adult. Yeah, and, and this is begs the question because you know, we took a sign up there, we took our podcast sign, we thought, oh. You know, sign it might be a bit weird. And like I said, yeah, grown guys wearing the WWE Championship walking around thinking they were cool. Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, the United States title was on display up there on like, the snare in the case. If I was going to have a title belt, that's what I'd do with it. I wouldn't walk around pretending yeah, I was I'd WWE champion. On a wall yeah, I was, like I was that, eight yeah. when I did that and I lost the title to Matty and I never talked about it again, you know what I mean? So I don't, I don't do... I just didn't understand it. I didn't understand people with title belts and Enzo. I don't know what it was, but I thought the crowd was a bit weird. So anyway, that was all the shenanigans beforehand. So then we went up, we queued up in the VIP entrance. And we got inside. Now, silly me, I should have really noted. I should have looked. Now, I had B2, B2 tickets that we saw. And I thought, right, B2, second row. So that's going to be second row ringside. This yeah. makes perfect sense, right? <clears throat> got there. The guy said, no, you're down here, mate. We said, well, no, 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 we're, we're closer than that. He said, no, there you go. We looked at B. And for some reason, ahead of us was C. 
And I thought, well, why is C? <laughs> C1. C is ahead. closer than B. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, silly me, when I asked for best tickets there and I got B, I thought, oh, that's great. Little did I know. Uh, and these seats were the ones raking back. Now, anybody that's seen Monday Night Raw since then will see me and you. You've seen us on seen Monday us on Night TV, Raw. Yeah. Uh, we were there, and you can see us in the top right-hand corner. Uh, me with a big beard as well. And I did have the WWE Network View sign. I did put it up right at the start. And then I got a tap on the shoulder from the guy behind me. And I thought, well, I don't want to be rude to him, so I won't have to sign up all the time, you know? Apart from the little kids who were now standing on chairs in front of us. Constantly throughout, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you know, which I haven't got a problem with. Of course, they're little. But when I'm trying to, you know, take a picture and draw a show, and the guy behind us as well. I mean, if you are the guy behind us, then... The stuff he was just having to go at everybody, you know. Yeah. He, he was go, oh, sit down, or oh, Sue, sit down, kids, you know. He, he, he like say, he even told the children in front of us to sit down, didn't he? You yeah. know. Um, so anyway, that was that was the crowd. And again, right. So we'll talk about what happened first, Dan. What was the first match that happened when they came out? Uh, the first match was Hawkins versus Alistair Black as part of the WWE main event show. Yeah, and, and that wasn't a bad surprise in Black, was it? No, no. Um, he is my newly adopted NXT favourite, which I've later learned that he's already been moved up to WWE. And, you know, that wasn't a bad match, to be fair. No, it was uh, It was quite a quick one, wasn't it? Quite it was, a squash. Yeah, yeah. It was not even a five-minute match. No, think. yeah. But Black knocking him out. Uh, but it wasn't too bad. And, of course, the next match as well, we had our two guys, basically. Yeah, we had uh, your number two pick. <laughs> yeah. And my Iceland pick for the CWC tournament, Noam Dar versus the 311 boy, Grand Metallic. Yeah. Good surprise to see Metallic for me and an even bigger surprise for you to see Noam Dar. Yes, because we have seen Noam Dar back in Sittenborn when we saw him in the small arenas, but it's good to see him getting his chance, especially against Grand Metallic. And it wasn't a bad match either, was it? No. You know? So it was a good way to start main event. Uh, but then we went to Raw Live. Now, this is where I'm just going to basically... I'm just going to tell the truth here, because the fans, again, were excited for this, you know? But no opening pyro to start Raw off. Now, for any fan, for anybody who's never been to a show, that does build excitement. When you see the fireworks yeah. going off, you you know, you feel the excitement of everything starting. Okay, we were allowed, and at the start, we got told straight away, from the start, a hot crowd, we got told straight away, backstage angle... Literally, by Dean Ambrose saying Kurt Angle wasn't there, yeah. and if you people, I was on Twitter all day uh, the, the, the week before as well, asking who's everybody looking for, and the two people were the Hardys and Kurt Angle. So literally, as the show starts, you get told Kurt Angle's not there, which is a kick in the balls anyway. You know, it is a big kick in the Balearics. And then we had the Ambrose and Miz segment, and it's something we saw on SmackDown all of last year, yeah. and we get, we're getting it starting on Raw, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, uh, well, Ambrose, as you say, come out after talking on the phone to Angle, saying he's not there, that Ambrose is going to be the acting general manager for the night, which, you know, I'm a fan of Dean Ambrose, and, you know, I didn't mind that too much. But, you know, he comes out and well welcomes. Ex- exactly. So they really relied on Ambrose in the Miz. So, like you say, and then it was the Miz-Ambrose segment that's the first match, which was Finn Balor versus uh, The Miz, which is which is great. You know, Finn Balor came out, fantastic entrance. We loved it. What did you think of the match? It wasn't great. You know, the best thing about that match was Balor's entrance, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I agree with you as well. You it, know, it, The Miz, he, there was a bit of foul play going on. So, you know, the match early because 
I can't really, can't even remember what happened. Uh, it was um, what the fuck was it? Yeah, it was something like a hit the hit Maurice or something like this yes. accidentally. Maurice or... was standing up on the yeah. ring as she does in every one of the Miz's matches. So, so you know, it was a disqualification for Balor, but Ambrose wasn't having any of that. No. He came out, ordered Again. the match to restart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, already the third time we've seen Dean Ambrose. Um, next match was Alexa Bliss versus Mickey James, which would have been good had it been given time. Yeah. But there was no, you know, there was no, Bailey came out. She got one of the best responses of the night. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, um, she came out with the face, Mickey James, and yes. Bliss had she had uh, Nia Jax Nia in the Jax corner, yeah, in her corner, yeah. Uh, which again, w- w- such a quick match, it's over and done with. Uh, Braun Strowman came out to begin the show as well. Got told that he was having a match with Kalisto, and then what happened? Uh, well, during the match with Kalisto, because Strowman had his arm in a sling after being injured by Roman Reigns. Um, he said, you know, look, I'll be able to beat Kalisto with one arm, but then goes to turn away, but then actually starts fighting with Kalisto. And about 30, 40 seconds into the match, I said, oh, I'll bet Roman Reigns comes out. Lo and behold, boo! The boos ring out through the crowd and Roman Reigns stops the match. Yeah. This. Uh, yeah, exactly. And I think that was the biggest response we got all night was the Roman Reigns booze. Strowman, like I said, wrestled for 30 seconds and Reigns took him out. So I've written down here. So we've got here, um, we got, like I say, Balor was great. Bailey didn't wrestle. Strowman didn't wrestle. Reigns didn't wrestle. Uh, and we're going to get on to uh, the, the Hardy Boys in a minute as well. Again, someone who didn't wrestle. Tag Team Turmoil, for me, was the best thing of the night. Yeah, that was that was probably the best match. Uh, yeah, Sheamus and Cesaro come out. Enzo and Big Cass come out, got defeated by Cesaro. The next team to come out was Heath Slater and Rhino. They got defeated by Sheamus and Cesaro. Ganderson also got defeated by Sheamus and Cesaro. <laughs> yeah. Last team, Golden Truth. It was good to see. It was, yeah. yeah Golden yeah. Truth, you know, uh, R-Truth. What's up? You know, it's it was a good experience for us. They also got beaten by Sheamus and Cesaro. Yes. So after downing four teams, the Hardy Boys come out. Yes, and the Hardy Boys confronted their new number of contenders. Sheamus and Cesaro ran out the ring, and then that was hit for the Hardys. I mean, we have got the entrances on our YouTube channel. Just look up the channel, WWE Network View podcast. Uh, and that basically, yeah, Monday Night Raw. Um, the next up, the next match, it was Samoa Joe versus Seth Rollins. Now, it's like I normally would be happy to see. But at this point in time, I was getting really annoyed as well. Uh, I was quite uncomfortable with the seats. I was quite uncomfortable with the kind of whole experience that was happening. We had these big lights flashing on us as well, which wasn't great for seeing anything, really. And, and the cheap sushi that you had. Before the event, I don't yes, think that hurt. I think the same, you know, so it was turning down there as well. So I made a decision. I know people might call me a wrestling snob here, but after taping the Samojo um, entrance, midway through the match, I thought, well, this match is not going to really go anywhere. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to leave. And it, you'd seen everything that you wanted to see anyway, yes. you know, being the Samojo entrance, the Hardys. Yeah, and we got told it was going to be Bray Wyatt versus Dean Ambrose main event is a match that I I have seen before as well, and of course you know I've seen Bray Wyatt and Dean Ambrose live, and we've seen Dan- Dean Ambrose all fucking night as well. Yeah, I thought well there's nothing going to be happening in the last hour that I'm going to miss really, so no. I made the decision to leave. So Dan, what happened after uh, I, left? I stayed after, and another two wrestlers that we hadn't seen, which we really wanted to see. Well, one of them definitely for me. Well, two of them definitely for me. TJ Perkins and Jagger, we'd not seen them live. 
and yeah you know they come out had a good match and then uh after tj perkins beat jack gallagher he got him in the tjp clutch and then austin aries come out which is another wrestler <laughs> that we wanted to see much of the dismay of james who had already left uh and then we had a match uh sasha banks versus alicia fox, alicia fox. and uh yeah you know that was it wasn't a terrible match Bray versus Ambrose. I'd never seen the Fireflies live, so it was that was a good experience for me. So the Bray versus Ambrose match, I stayed for the beginning, and yeah. then that's when I left. Yeah, that's when you left. So you've had enough as well of Raw. Uh, we then I checked my phone and I found out it was Ambrose versus the Miz for the IC title in the Dark Main event, and I thought they're giving us in the Dark Main event. They could have had the Hardy Boys. They could have had another someone we haven't seen match. That we are going to see for the next, you know, foreseeable future as well. And I'll tell you what, I was really disgusted. I was really pissed off on Monday. I don't know, how, how, what was your experience on Raw? Um, it wasn't the best. No, you know, after the other Raws and, and events that I've seen, this has got to be the worst one. Yeah. No, it, 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 it honestly, it was. And, and when Dan came back, the only thing he could say is, oh, I saw TJP and Jack Gallagher, which I thought, oh, fuck it. And Austin Aries. And Austin Aries. Uh, but, you know, with. <laughs> And I thought, shit, would I see them? I mean, luckily we had tickets for Tuesday. We'll get on for that in a second. We've finished anything else on Monday Night Raw, that experience? Um, no, you know, from what it should have been, you know, the only good thing about it was the Balor entrance. Yep. The Bray entrance. Seeing TJP and Jack Gallagher, even though it wasn't a great match, you know, seeing that and seeing the Hardy Boys, which, you know, we didn't even get to fully experience no. their entrance. No. We didn't get to see him wrestle, which was a disappointment. But and what really confused me as well, because I look back at the videos, it's all on a YouTube channel as well of last year where we went. And and at the start of Raw, you had the opening titles, you had the fireworks going off, and then it started with Shane McMahon coming out, a guy who we weren't sure if he was going to be on the show or not, and he did. Now, if Raw had done that, you know, I'm not saying the fireworks had saved it, but if they had had that, and then Kurt Angle's music hit, he come out, then the show would have started off. Completely that would have, yeah, that would have made the day. Yeah, that would have been completely different. And then in the main event, you know, you have the uh, Hardy Boys wrestling if they're not going to feature on Raw. Because it's not that difficult to see, you know what I mean? It's not that difficult to see. So Tuesday, we were thinking, well, first of all, would I be seeing anything on 205 that's going to be happening after SmackDown? We're not going to be talking about 205 on this one. Of course, our next episode will be the um, Network Roundup. We'll talk about 205 for watching it there live. But before, and like, like I say, we got SmackDown and it felt different, didn't it? Yeah. It was, uh, for the cheaper seats, we was actually down on the floor, around the ring. We was closer in the cheaper seats that you that was paid for. Yes. Then, you know, then the VIP package. So, you know, that was good, apart from having the most tallest bastard in the world in front of <laughs> yeah. us. Yeah, <laughs> and the kid on the seat, which you can see on some of the videos. Uh, before we went in, though, like I say, yeah, how easy it was. It was a nicer day in general, in general. We got up there. Basically, we knew where we were going to go. We queued up for T-shirts. The T-shirt selection is fucking awful there. I don't know what you it thought was, about yeah. that. Yeah, it was terrible. There was like 15 on sale, and there was like a couple of senior ones, a couple of new days. Um, who didn't even appear didn't on appear. SmackDown. Yeah. They still had Enzo and Big Cass ones, which is what the fucking point. Yes, they still had Finn Balor ones as well. Still had uh, Seth Rollins ones. Uh, I ended up getting a Nakamura and a, um, a Dolph Ziggler one. I couldn't believe there wasn't a Ty Dinninger one there. And then I started to panic and thought, oh, what about if SmackDown, what about if Tuesdays are like Monday and they don't deliver properly? So like I said, we got our seats, we sat down, and to come out, Dan, was, well, the, the first... 
What was the dark match that we had? Well, the first person to come out was Aiden English. Yes. He come out singing in his new gimmick. You know, which is a wrestler, Simon Gotch and Aiden English. They're the two wrestlers that I admired yes, yeah. in NXT. Uh, you know, so that puts on a bit of a high. And then his opponent was the perfect 10, yes. Ty Dillinger. 10, 10, and 10. That entrance <laughs> surpassed, I suppose, all the entrances in the night reading Finn Balor's. Yes, yeah. You know, just for how much energy that was in the arena when Ty Dillinger came out oh, it was just fucking amazing yeah, honestly it, it made it worthwhile because Dillinger then wasn't involved on the rest of the uh, Smackdown show but they did it because they thought the fans came here to see him they were popular and that's why they came in uh, at the start of it it was like I say perfect way to start then we had the Smackdown opening titles started off with uh, the pyro as well the fireworks which was fantastic scared the shit out of the little kid in front yeah. of us <laughs> it was brilliant and then Smackdown down started with uh, of course your man Randy Orton coming out there yeah um, again there was no general managers there general manager general manager so you know but to have one of my guys Randy Orton coming out there and taking the reins for the show it was good yeah you know, no, it was a lot better than the start of the last of, of Raw exactly and, and it made sense as well because Orton came out but then Jinder Mahal and then they were joined by of course Kevin Owens AJ Styles who was fucking so over on Tuesday yeah. night it was unbelievable and also Sami Zayn came Sa- out yes. and joined them as well you know so it was a brilliant six men to come out you know they're probably the top six guys in Smackdown at yeah. the moment and, and then the main event was made for later on Smackdown which of course made sense for that as well and then we had a couple of matches which Again, the next couple of matches, um, they, they, they weren't great, but they were over before real much any effect. Before we got bored t- of them. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You so, know, it was Natalia versus Lynch, which, again, good to see Lynch back in a home country. Well, Great Britain, should we say. <laughs> yeah. But she was joined by, like I say, Charlotte Flavin. Like, she wasn't wrestling, came out as well, along with Naomi. And, of course, Natalia had Carmella and Ellsworth, so we saw those as well. Uh, that match was over. And then the next match was... Uh, it was Eric Rowan versus Luke Harper. Again, you know, two ex-Wyatt members going against each other, which, yeah. well, you know, it was, again, over before it got boring. Yeah, and uh, and with Luke Harper, I was impressed how he looked as well. I think he's, he's looking in great shape, and hopefully if they can build up his character a little bit more, I think he can have the good matches. So, uh, And it was interesting. And then, uh, well, then, then when we had what we were waiting for, Dan, wasn't it, well, really? Earlier on in the show, we were told that Dolph Ziggler's going to call out Nakamura, which, again, you know, another wrestler that we've been itching to see. And uh, Dolph come out and he's, you know, he, he had a good bit of banter with the crowd. He was getting booed, but he's like, well, this bit's going to get cut anyway. Quite comical. Yeah. And called out Nakamura. And then the whole screen goes black. And oh. it's, his music hits. And I've heard his music a thousand times. <laughs> And yet it still sends shivers down my spines. And seeing him come out live as well. Yeah. Just the icing on the cake. Uh, honestly. And we're all singing along as well. We're uh, thoroughly enjoying ourselves with Nakamura. Uh, and at that point in time, there was nowhere else, nowhere else I'd rather be with uh, with Nakamura. It got face-to-face with uh, Ziggler. Uh, and like I say, Nakamura. If AJ Styles was over, Nakamura was, was even more so. A face-to-face, and then uh, they got into a little bit of struggle, didn't they? Ziggler tried to take the cheap way uh, out by throwing his jacket over it, but Nakamura didn't stop, did he? No, uh, and he managed to get the upper hand and retreated back to the back. 
you know, after Ziggler saying that, you know, you haven't even had a match on SmackDown yet. Come on, <laughs> Nakamura, stop being a div. But, you know, again, it was just good to be there as part of the experience just to see Nakamura's entrance. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. And uh, he went off. And uh, after all that excitement, what I really liked about SmackDown as well, uh, maybe Slate fans didn't like, was then they had about a 15-20 minute section where I could just self, because they had the the, the uh, fashion police, the, the the files with Fandango and uh, Fandango Breeze backstage. Uh, and you know what I mean? I quite enjoyed that. And then it was like, okay, get your breath back then. Uh, and then we had Breezango versus The Ascension, which was fucking Probably more entertain was more entertaining than I thought it ever be. Thanks to the entrances as well. Um, that was just after the fact that people thought that the new day was coming. Oh, out. that was pretty. Yeah, Dan, that's, <laughs> I forgot they, they they went. They had a Titan up on the Titan Tron, and it come out like a few wrestlers, like a couple of tag teams, the Usos, Booty, another tag team, Booty, <laughs> another one, Booty, and then it had the New Day. And, you know, I think the guy behind me or the guy next to us was saying about, oh, yeah, New Day are going to come out. And they didn't. It was just an advert. Oh, yeah. They're coming soon, which really, really made me laugh. Uh, honestly, that was hilarious. And then we had... Yeah, so then we had the main event, which was uh, Baron Corbin, Jinder Mahal, Kevin Owens versus Randy Orton, Sami Zayn and AJ Styles. It was a great face team. Dan, how's the match? I thought it was fucking great. Uh, you know, aside from what happened right at the end it was a good match you know it had everything it needed had a couple of high suicide dives you know it was it was the perfect main event to keep the crowd happy yeah no it really was and uh, the ending as well was uh, probably not to your liking we did see an RKO didn't we out of nowhere indeed yeah but then Jinder Mahal hit his uh, finisher out of nowhere to pin Randy Orton in the main event of Smackdown. Interesting. You know, like I say, they're going to go for Jinder Mahal as we move forward to Backlash and see what happened with him. Uh, and then, of course, like I say, after we had 205 Live and the Smackdown Dark main event that was on afterwards. But we'll talk about that. I mean, we can sm- talk about the Smackdown main event, can't we? The Dark main event that happened after 205 Live. Oh, yes, yeah, so we can we, we can say that. All right, so what was that then? Um, that was Shinsuke Nakamura versus Dolph Ziggler. And again, you know, to see Nakamura's entrance yet again, but this time, you know, he was coming out for action was, again, just perfect. Yeah, and of course, what was better as well was half the fans already had their videos or pictures or had even left to 5 so we had better a view of Nakamura as he came out as well and uh, faced off with Ziggler. It wasn't a bad match, was it, you know? No, you know, it, it was good again. We all know Ziggler's quite a good worker for what he is and Nakamura... We know he is he's just brilliant as well, so yeah. Couldn't have gone any better. <laughs> yeah, no. Really, and again, really. you know, they gave the fans what they wanted. Yeah. On Monday night we wanted to see the Hardy Boys wrestle, so they gave um Ambrose versus the Miz, which we've seen a million times. I know, and we wanted Ty Dillinger, we got Ty Dillinger, we wanted Nakamura wrestling, we got Nakamura wrestling. It just it, everything hit the spot. Like we say, even the uh, Breeze Ango thing was entertaining. Everything was good on SmackDown, you know, like we say, we've talked about two or five lives as well. So it made up for everything, didn't it, really? Yeah. That went wrong on Monday. So, you know, we're glad for punishment. We'll go again next year, like we say. Um, of course, I should say the next podcast that we do 
after this one is of course episode 102 which is going to be our W Network view which is coming out May 20th and then midnight that very same night we will go live for NXT TakeOver Chicago kickoff now I can make a big announcement now because we did have some tapings for WWE uh, UK talent and we are going to watch the main event of that during kickoff live and that will be to see who fights Tyler Bate for the UK championship at ever as well so as it comes in we will give it to you uh, and like I say that May 20th is going to be a huge day for us as well with the WNR thing but yeah we've watched Raw now we've seen Smackdown uh, like I say we talked about 205 Live so there's only really one left isn't there <laughs> you know NXT yeah um, but we can dream but what we can give you you know is like I say we'll be there for kickoff and we enjoy it as much anyway you know uh, Dan, anything else you want to say about the episode 101, which was WWE Payback, Raw Talk, Talking Smack, Raw and Smackdown after that, Raw and Smackdown from the UK, 205, anything in between? Um, apart from the disappointment that was seeing Raw live and Smackdown making up for the disappointment and taking us over the limit. Yeah. Uh, what we've got to be careful of now as well is, of course, we've had the WWE 100. We've had all this excitement for Raw and SmackDown. So we have to, for the rest of the year, try and, you know, give it 100%. Can you do that, Dan? I can give it 110%. <laughs> yeah, okay. So that is everything. So that is everything for today's show. Don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at WWE Network Review or at Vince McDan, WWE. Speaking of Twitter, had a couple of things actually. One nice thing, one funny thing as well. Uh, we were on Twitter, well, more than one thing on Twitter, but you know what I'm trying to say. Uh, today we had Natasha McCorvey, as I'm going to call her, probably McAvoy really, who was there for uh, 205 in London, Smackdown Live as well. There were her seats, which, oh. you know, you know, not too bad she didn't enjoy it. She enjoyed all the chants, she said. The, she said they're the Byron Saxon chants too. And I don't want to say, but we started most of the chants off as well. Uh, and of course, also somebody on Twitter said to me, I was watching 205 on the uh, network and guess what I saw in the background as well, funny. Brilliant. So thank you very much for catching that at home. Uh, we, we appreciate Brilliant, that. I like that. <laughs> so we're everywhere, basically. Just look for the fat man and the beard with a WNR t-shirt. Uh, and that's on Twitter. You can find us there, you know, like I say, at J underscore Rollins, at Vince McDan. We're on Facebook, Dan. Facebook, you can uh, come and find our page and give us a like with a WWE Network Review podcast. Find me and add me as a friend, Vince McDan. I've been a bit Facebook quiet, but... <laughs> I promise I will go on there and respond to everything and accept all friend requests that I have been sent. Yes, but we have been active on the WNR social media. Like I say, Twitter, there's always going to be responses on there. On Facebook, on Saturday night, we released, uh, we put up all the pictures from Raw and SmackDown events as well. So you can go on that and look at our gallery. Uh, and of course, across all the Google platforms as well. Don't forget our competition. We're still running it now. It will end May 20th when we do our NXT TakeOver event. The question is... Who did we start watching in 2015 when they debuted on NXT? That is, who did we start watching when they made their debut on NXT? Yeah. So that is now to come. Send us the answer to the WNR podcast at gmail.com. It's all one word, the WNR podcast at gmail.com. Put your, uh, obviously your name will be there with your email. Send us your answer and we'll announce the winner on NXT TakeOver and we'll send you an email as well and sort all that out. Uh, we are on YouTube as well. Like I say, we released all the videos. We've got the playlist up now for the WNR in London at the O2. Raw and SmackDown has gone up. 205 videos will come up 
uh, as soon as I release this as well. So we're basically ahead of everything at the moment. Of course, to listen to us, we're on Spreaker Radio. Now we're going to go live, like, say, May 20th there. Uh, all our stuff will be going up on there. But our main kind of point of uh, call, we're on SoundCloud. On your phone. Of course, we're on Stitcher Radio as well. We're on iTunes. You can rate, re- rate review, download, and subscribe there. Oh, that I forgot. It was a WR100 the other day. I forgot of our anniversary, Dan, didn't I? I got you a little, I got you a little <laughs> card, anniversary card. I'll open it live on here. Go on then. As we do. Happy anniversary <laughs> to a couple who still know how to have a good time. Yeah. To Dan, congratulations, we made it. WNR100, two years. Two years, exactly. Um, oh, well, open up that little There's envelope. Little envelope as well, inside the envelope. So, <gasps> what is it? <laughs> WWE presents NXT Live. In Brighton. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> wow, that's a great anniversary present. <laughs> so June the 8th, Dan, we'll be travelling to Brighton to watch NXT live. Rude. <laughs> Rude. McIntyre. I have been holding on to this for four fucking months now. <laughs> oh, my days. Well, he's gone and pulled it out of his ass again, hasn't he? <laughs> so the excitement, like I said, I was worried maybe Raw and Smackdown. But now NXT what this time next month Dan this time next month <laughs> Jesus are you, Christ are you happy about it I am ecstatic about it I'm lost for words right so that is it we are going to accomplish watching Raw Smackdown 205 and NXT this year that is it I'm full of surprises what can I say listen to our live show listen to episode 102 that is the WWE Network review for this week I have been James Rollins and always I've been joined by a very happy Dan White (laughs) happy anniversary Dan Uh, happy anniversary (laughs) yes thanks everybody and bye bye